This is my pitch. We could talk about okay. Cinderella. We could talk about Cinderella 3 A Twist in Time and cut out the Cinderella 2 stuff. No, I can't. I can't. I mean, I watched that movie and it cannot have been for nothing. <laughs> All right, great. Welcome to Direct to Video. VHS? VHS? Uh, a podcast where we pair movies like Fine Wine. Gosh. This week we watched Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True and Cinderella 3 A Twist in Time now these all have uh, what do you call them they have like like the subtitles on the title cards yeah which is Andy's favorite thing it's it's good although I think A Twist in Time is almost necessary because if you just call the movie Cinderella 3 and you're like okay but they go back in time I feel like people are going to ask questions. Are they, though? I don't, I, don't, I don't know how people feel. I thought it was weird that, that the stepmother realized immediately that she could go back in time with the wand. We'll get when to When all that. it had ever done was turn stuff into other stuff, but We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. So, man. Yeah, like, like Cinderella is one of the, one of, I think, one of the big ones, right? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It's one of the Disney princess movies that everybody talks about. I mean, I don't. But, uh, you know, it's interesting when I watched it. And uh, I didn't think it was very interesting while I watched it because it was just. It, I, I just didn't really enjoy this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But it's a Disney princess movie that kind of introduces the idea of the Disney animal movie. Yeah. Which I'm not sure. Was a type of movie that had been released yet, but like, well, they they had, had man those Bambi. Oh, did was Bambi already Bambi out? Bambi okay. was already out by this by then. Because it made me think of Bambi. Yeah. And it it's it's got that like 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 it's got that look that those like pre cell Disney animated movies had. You know, it, it's very it, everything looks like a beautiful painting, and the motions are so. Um, <laughs> weighty and fluid like this is just a beautiful looking movie it's um absolutely great this movie came out in 1950 at this time because of uh because of a lot of reasons but primarily because of world war ii disney hadn't been doing well financially in uh outside markets uh pinocchio fantasia and bambi were all box office bombs and put the studio in four million dollars in debt so walt disney decided to go back into making feature films and this was i think the first movie where the nine old men who are like the the big pioneers in establishing everything we know about animation today worked Mm -hmm. together on one movie as directing animators it was in production for two years and it was the biggest commercial success that disney had had since snow white premiered back in 37 and it received three academy award nominations i don't know like there's just so much to talk about with this movie um i just encourage people to look it up if you really want to know more than that this is one of those ones like we sort of went over stuff like this with um peter pan yeah 
And it's one of those ones that it's just, it's from an era where, by definition, everything about it is, like, historically interesting. Yeah. Yes. It's just, there's so much, there is so much there, you know, like, like the history of Disney as a company was, like, lynched on the success of this movie. Um, the, uh, the way that they approached animation was, at the time, and still is, kind of this unique, amazing thing, um... I don't know. It's it's a lot. Definitely look look it up. So you want to get into it? Yeah. No, I'm I'm down. Let's let's talk about. Cause let me talk about this this great way this great in a, innovative way that this movie starts. Uh-huh. Ready to hear it? The weird. Yes, ready. Mm-hmm. You you holding on to the edge of your seats yet? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's chorus music. Yep, the weird it's chorus, chorus era of Disney is back. <laughs> It's it's Ugh. it's fine. It wasn't it wasn't absurdly awful. It wasn't it was but it's not good either. No, okay. I need to. No, I know. I need to express this. The best music sung as this type of chorus is still bad. Ugh. I think maybe you and I just don't like choruses. Is that we don't like? I think a chorus can sound good. I guess I don't think they should be at the front. They shouldn't be your headliner. Yeah. Cinderella. Yeah, Ugh, they right. just sound so tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we get this great, great chorus music over all the, you know, all the um, credits, all the pre-credits. Yeah. And then we go into, like, Cinderella's backstory, and it's pretty rough. Like, they don't hold back the fact that it's like, yep, her mom died, and then her dad married a bitch, and then her dad died. <laughs> and now her... <laughs> And now her, and now her bitch of a stepmom is in charge of her entire life. Yeah, now she's spending all like they they talk about how all of Cinderella's money is spent, and she's stuck working in this house, and it sort of tacks on this thing at the end that through it all, Cinderella stayed gentle and kind, and I I wrote down like I suppose that's good, right? I guess that's good, but if she was kind of a bitch, she'd be harder to push around. Like, if her stepsister said, meant this for me, and she says, do it your fucking self, what is anybody going to do about it? It seems like when you watch the movie, nothing. Now, maybe that's because she's already broken at this point, but that's not really the feel I get. I don't know. I, it, the, seems like, the, it seems like she's accepted being a maid way too quickly. The, the emotional, there's an emotional through line through this movie that I think really shines through in the, uh, when, when Cinderella and her sisters are preparing to go to the ball. And I don't know, like if, mm. I think just the emotional breakdown that, that Cinderella has is indicative of what her relationship has been with these people this entire time which is she's not subservient uh so much because of any form of like physical abuse but because of the emotional she seems i i I mean i have to question her decision about that scene later but she seems almost like naive in her uh you know the way she like does all the chores because she's asked to yeah it's i don't know Also, she must wear lipstick to bed because, damn, she's got some red lips. I don't... Yeah, yeah, Like, just drank a ton of Kool-Aid lips. (laughs) And she just wakes up with them. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I want to talk real quick. The movie emphasizes that apparently, like Cinderella sews and she makes these like tiny, cute little clothing for all of the animals in her life. Mm-hmm. Why did she make the birds shoes? I don't understand why the birds have shoes. She's already a crazy person. Why is this what you're getting caught up? I on? just it's like maybe like, she made the birds shoes because bird feet are hard to draw. Like. Maybe, but but that's the thing, right? Is like I understand why you would want to give mice shoes, because the mice have feet, but birds have talons that they use to grab onto things. The mice don't wear shoes. Only the birds wear shoes. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, It it absolutely like infuriated me. It wasn't infuriating. It was just like it just every time I saw the birds, I was like, why the fuck did Cinderella make these birds shoes? Why does Cinderella make the any animals anything? I, I have a question. How does Cinderella not get how rare it is to have a willing audience to listen to you describe your dreams? <laughs> hey, Andy, let me tell you about this dream I had. Uh, I became a vampire lord, but then the rest of the dream was spent like trying to get away from my castle because I was pretty sure everybody was going to kill me. Is that an actual dream you had? Yeah, it was. It was fucking weird. <laughs> I, I think I think my 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 favorite thing about that this introductory scene to Cinderella is the fact that Cinderella starts singing about her dream and she's interrupted by the clock and she's just like, "Ugh, this fucking clock." Yeah. Fuck this clock. Yeah. Well, that's that's some good. Um... That's some good uh, foreshadowing, too, you know? She's like, oh, this clock, even the clock orders me around. So then we know there's going to be a thing with the clock later. It's, there's like a lot that. of good there's foreshadowing. There's also a much worse foreshadowing where she loses a shoe. I thought it was it's, good. I, I, it kind of annoyed me because it's like, how, how can this woman not keep any of her shoes on her feet my, my, at any time? My, and we learn, and we learn in a later film what her shoe size is, and it's ridiculous, but... It's like four and a half. Right? Yeah, my my caveat to this is her feet are just so small. Even shoes that fit her don't fit her. Oh my god, she has the tiniest feet. She has, she has world's the smallest most delicate feet. feet. They are. I wouldn't say they're delicate because, like, we see her do her chores throughout this house, and she, man, she really puts in some work. Yeah, but well, she might force to. She might be forced to do all the chores, but she also has some sort of magical voice that commands animals to help. So she's not really that bad off. Like, if you needed to force anybody to do the chores, she would like. She's a good person to do it because she has like bird friends. But she seems to do all the chores in. herself. It doesn't seem like the animals are doing the chores for her. Yeah, it's not really until later that they that they help out. Yeah, that they That's pitch true. in. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty great. She also has amazing posture and a very strong neck, something which will infuriate me later. <laughs> Tell me about her strong neck. She fucking carries like uh, this an enormous bag of laundry that's like twice as wide as she ever will be and mm. just pass it on her head and it doesn't and her head doesn't sway nothing just perfectly straight up having this large ass bag have you ever tried to carry a large ass bag of laundry on your head tony i mean yeah i have been a child it hurts your neck 
That's true. She must have a strong neck because of how many times she'd had to do that. Yeah. I mean, she was carrying on her head because, like, both of her hands were full at that point. With more laundry. Yes. Um, I have a question, though. Who is putting down traps? Because isn't it her job to do everything? I guess she is. I mean, it's a no-kill trap. Yeah. Right, so it makes sense. But on the other hand, she wouldn't want to catch a mouse and then have it stuck in there for Lucifer to get. God, let's talk about Lucifer. My first note for Lucifer is just that Cinderella gets along so much better with the vermin than the pets. Because there's chickens, Mm -hmm. there's a horse, there's a dog, there's a cat. The cat hates her. The dog hates the cat. And, the dog is also and sort of, of listens to Cinderella, but not at the point, not not the way like the birds or the mice do. And same with the horse. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how much like power she has over birds and mice that she doesn't have over the dog and horse. I I do think that it's be- like if 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 the dog and the horse are like I assumed that the dog and the horse are the same dog and the horse that you see in that like painting at the beginning. They're just old and knobbly and kind of senile. <laughs> Okay, like, so they can't really help out much. Yeah, it, it's more of a case of it. like that's a fucking old horse and that's an old dog. Okay, and if I and if I let the dog eat the cat, then the dog's gonna be put down. Yeah, well, that's true. Let, yeah, let's talk about Lucifer for a little bit. Let's talk about Rusevi. Oh my god! First of all, this woman named her cat Lucifer. Lady Tremaine mm-hmm. named her cat Lucifer. Is that is? We're, are we just acknowledging that that's a fucking weird cat it's such, name? It's such a weird cat name. Like it's like 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 just walk up to somebody looking the way Lady Tremaine does. I would want to think you would want to name your cat something a little less evil as fuck. It's interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like I have gone because I'm me. I have like been on sites that like list all Disney villains. Yeah. And always one of them will, will say Lucifer, and I'll have to, like, stop and think, was the devil a Disney villain? And then realize that, no, it means a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a, it's a thought, though, right? Like, was the devil mm-hmm. a Disney villain? Is Probably. Little... Sometimes Lucifer holds his ears in a way that look like horns. I think that's very much intentional. Yeah, and I think that's what they were going for. Like, the pinks of his ears kind of look like a little devil horn sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I do think that there is a little bit too much animal adventure Tom and Jerry bullshit in this movie. And okay. I think that they actually hit a pretty good stride with it in the third one. Yes. Where there's a good... But, like, every other scene in Cinderella feels like it's about the mice trying not to get killed. By, by Lucifer. Yeah, and that's that's too much. Yeah. Especially considering that the prince is not in this movie at all. The prince is <laughs> such a non-entity. Like, his dad gets more characterization than he does. And a lot of weird characterization at that. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird, and we'll get to that. But it's just that, like, they spend so much time fleshing out the mice. Like, these are what the mice are like. This is how their lives work. When it doesn't, they don't need that much time. Uh. I think I think maybe a big part of it was like we want to get audiences invested in these two mice so that the like the last scene in the movie has that extra bit of tension. 
I get that, but it's just there's so there's so much life and death mouse stuff in the early scenes. It, it is insane. It is a and lot. And don't get me wrong, the the eventual payoff of um one of the mice, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. The tubby stuttering one. Yeah. Uh Gus Gus. Uh, Gus Gus getting caught by one of the stepsisters isn't bad because that means Cinderella has to, has to face her stepmother in a really, like, a really well-drawn scene that's just, it's so low-stakes evil. I She's like, do more chores. I'm like, oh, no. Because at this point, all I know about Cinderella is that she does chores. I absolutely... I love the, the rhythm that the stepmother speaks in in that scene. Mm-hmm. Where she's just like, hmm... And let's think about the carpet. Wash it. That establishment of, like, soft tone and then harsh reprimand is very good in how, off, in how like, it, it just everything is done to make this woman feel as evil as possible. Like, I do think that the way that scene's done is done really well. But at the end of the day, especially when she, when she tells Cinderella to... Um, wash the tapestries and cinderella says i've already washed the tapestries and she says she says do it again now what i learned there is that she's not actually giving cinderella more chores Mm -hmm. this is just shit that cinderella will eventually have to do anyway so like i had a problem with i mean and she steps it up she she does do she does get higher higher grade evil by the end of the movie but it kind of takes a while yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, the heroine is so put upon, and then try to make her more put upon because there's nothing to. There's no stakes to raise yet, because mm. she doesn't have anything that she wants. Yeah. As far as she's concerned, tomorrow will still be doing chores. So later, when this happens later, it makes a lot of sense. But here, I didn't like it. If that. If that. I think I managed to get across what the fuck I was trying to say. No, I, I think you while. did, and I agree. I agree. Well, so so then we meet the king. Oh my god. Okay, so I don't get the relationship between the king and the grand duke because what the king wants to do is what every royal parent in every movie has ever done. He wants his which son. is throw a ball to get his son married, and the grand duke acts like that's insane. So. I do want to be more specific here, though, because the 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 king the king does not want his son to fall in love. The king wants his son to give him grandkids, like tomorrow. He does he's like, I want grandkids fucking yesterday, Grand Duke. Yeah, he does, and it's and I think yeah, he like specifically wants. I guess I guess the point of that, I guess the point of making him want grandkids is so that he'd be happy if he married a, a poor girl. Because if he wanted more land, Cinderella couldn't get her happy ending. Maybe, but I, I think I think what it is more so than that is just like like this this in its own way is characterizing the prince, right? The king is like, ugh, I don't understand why he can't just find a pretty girl, get married, and give me grandchildren. Like that gives us mm. a, a taste of what the relationship between the king and his son is. But then the Grand Duke's reflection of uh, reflection of those demands of like, he doesn't really care. He prefers going off on weird adventures, like the one he's on right now, than 
caring about women like it's it's like a, a weird secondhand way of introducing us to a character that doesn't actually matter it's so weird because we do get a lot of lead up to seeing the prince and when we finally see him he's nothing he's kind of just a guy Ugh, like it's, he's it's the worst he's like yeah i guess he I, he looks attractive i guess but he's just a dude yeah there's there's nothing there i and we'll get to the point because i wrote down like the time when he first speaks and what he says and it made me so angry i will say one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when the king points to this portrait behind him of him carrying his baby son and then he points oh, yeah. to a slightly bigger portrait of him carrying a slightly older son and then he points to a slightly bigger portrait of him playing mm-hmm. with his older his teenage son and then he points to a portrait that is the size of his castle of his son on a horse yeah (laughs) and he's like he's he's like crowing away from me and that's a good visual representation of that (laughs) i love that fucking scene and that line so much ah it's good yeah uh but the also, I feel like we should mention this, although it's not really important. The king, kind of like King Triton, I feel like they bring it back for Triton, uh, gets needlessly angry, like every other sentence. Yeah, he's got like a temper problem and a heart mm-hmm. problem, apparently. Probably because of the temper problem. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Maybe he just needs some grandkids to calm him down. <laughs> so, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. So we, so we go back to. Um, to Cinderella, who is uh, watching, like, the main hall. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's not entirely true, because first we go, we see... Um, oh, the stepsisters. The stepsisters singing. They're practicing singing. Well, they're practicing making sounds Music. with their voices. Right. They're singing... What are they singing? Oh, uh, Nightingale. Ugh. Sweet, sweet Nightingale. Yeah. And it's the same line over and over... And we get to see that for like a minute, for like two minutes and and 45 seconds or something, because Cinderella starts singing it. And man, this this scene really bothered me because Cinderella is supposed to be this like uh, antithesis of her sisters, right? Mm -hmm. But it seems like from that scene that she let Lucifer track mud everywhere because she was looking at her own reflection and singing to herself. Uh, the way I t- the way I took it as like as somebody who does a lot uh, who who does a lot of chores like it's like if you're like like there there's just you hit like a moment where you're kind of it's not necessarily like caught up in your own reflection just caught up in the repetitiveness of what you're doing I I I understand but there's the moment when she stops and looks at her own reflection in a soap bubble yeah oh yeah and she yeah, does that. her hair yeah I get that that's not like. I thought the point I thought part of the point of Cinderella is that she's not vain. I don't I don't think so though, right? Like she knows that she's pretty. Like she knows she's hot. Yeah. If you got it, flaunt it. Okay. <laughs> it's just that cat gets everywhere. Oh my god, yeah. How it- did she not notice him that whole time? Yeah, she was she was just like pulling a Kepler, you know, just try like one part of the room. That's a joke. 
Is it? I didn't get it. No, it's fine. It's not a good one. Um, <laughs> I will uh, say uh, in in the the scene where she's singing and and like the bubbles are kind of floating around, I found that scene to be beautifully mesmerizing in a weird way. Like the I was just like looking at the bubbles and like the the colors, the gradient colors on each of the bubbles and how the bubbles like would like. Mer- like pop and meld into each other and i could the only thing i could think of the entire time was like man this was painted by hand i mean that's all well and good but here's the thing with me i can't listen to a song from a musical that doesn't have a second line in it give me something well come on sing sweet nightingale sing sweet nightingale sing sweet nightingale i'm gonna blow my fucking brains out i did, I genuinely watching this was like this is not as much of a musical as I remember it being. There's very no, little. It's, it's super not. There's like three songs. But that that being said, there's a lot of like during the the cat and mouse segments. There's a lot of like orchestrated pieces that are <laughs> that are like directly tied into every individual action. And I was like, that's pretty cute. So meanwhile, um, no, not meanwhile. She gets the letter. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the proclamation from the king. That every eligible woman in the kingdom has to go to. Here's the thing about this. I mean, I guess because it's a Disney movie, you want to spell out that they all want to meet the prince. But there are guys, there are like other dudes at the ball. Supposedly. They shouldn't all be going after the prince. There will be like other rich people there. I I think this speaks to Lady Tremaine's greed right like she she doesn't want riches she wants power yeah that's true although she also wants riches although she, she also spent wants all riches. of her money all of her money well she wants the power that comes with riches i think that's fair mm-hmm. money represents power because we live in a broken society anyway. hey hey what cinderella appears to convince her stepmother that she can go to the ball in a scene that Cinderella really should have seen through because everybody else did. These are the points where she seems naive. Every time that she interacts with her stepmother and walks away from it feeling okay, those are those are the points where I think, what, what has her stepmother ever done to make her think that this would turn out the way she thinks it's going to turn she, out? She sets herself up to be broken down. And I think, I think that night, that naive hope, what is endearing but is also incredibly bad for her oh yeah absolutely she's told specifically that she if she can get a dress and get her chores done and and look presentable and also do her chores and by the way here's extra chores she can go and she walks away from that happy like okay that's fine anyway the mice go make the dress what bothered me watching this movie again is this the idea that cinderella whose basic flaw and um, and strength are the same thing. It's sort of her unwavering kindness and and, na- and naive hopefulness mm-hmm. are both her best and worst qualities. Mm-hmm. The idea that her friends that she made with those qualities help her and, and get her the dress is just like a much better story than a fairy does it. And the fact that they do the better story and then go and do the worst story, that... It's a matter of raising the stakes, right? Like... I guess. I mean, it... But I agree with you, right, that the... the, There is a way of telling the story that 
lets you do the whole fairy bullshit and but then also still lets you do the bit the better story as the climax like if the fairy made the dress and then somehow that dress got messed up but the mice had also made a dress that would be something oh that would be but that's not really how they great, go with actually it. if it went in the other direction i feel like it'd be a much stronger movie mm-hmm. there is a line in the while the mice are making the dress that i absolutely hated um because i because the the line happened and i was like oh hey we found the regressive gender politics um oh the, is it leave the sewing to yeah the leave this the, where the the two boy mice are like let's help what we can help sew and the other one of the girl mice is like leave the sewing to the women go make yourself go make yourself useful and go scavenge shit for us to use and i was like listen there is a better way of saying that <laughs> Especially because there are a ton of other dude mice that are still helping with the sewing. That are helping with the sewing. Like, everybody but them is helping with the sewing. And, yeah, you know, it was made in the... It was, it was made in 1950. Like... I know, but it's just, like... I was excited to watch these two mice, like, help make this dress. And then and then to have that line just thrown in my face was like, Ugh. Thanks for reminding me that you were made in 1950, movie. Jesus. 68 years. But they do go get, like, the ribbons and the sashes, and they make her mom's old dress. That's the other thing that bothered me about this. Yes, she gets a new dress, but her mom's old dress is destroyed. Oh, it's absolutely ravaged. They make her mom's old dress beautiful, and then she, and then in a, like, a crazy thing that really fucking bothered me, she goes and interrupts her stepsisters and stepmother leaving and saying... I'm coming too. Look, I have this dress. And what bothered me about it was like, okay. I want to go back a little bit. Okay, you go back because I'm about to rant. You're a bit fast. So, (laughs) A, I wonder how long Mm -hmm. those birds were waiting inside of that closet to to reveal to Cinderella the dress. Like, just like, she back yet? Fuck, it's been like all day. Like, we just... All right, now we can open it. All right, and then like these two birds open up this cupboard and like, here's your dress. The other thing is, is there's a moment where she she like finishes all of her chores, and she walks out in like her maid uniform, and her sisters are all pripped and creamed and ready to go, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, aren't you coming, Cinderella? And she's like, no, I don't think I will. And it's like, and and the movie's trying to make it seem like, oh, the reason she doesn't want to go is she didn't have time to make the dress she wanted to go in, right? right. Mm-hmm. Has Cinderella, a person who spends uh, what I assume to be a lot of her time making tiny clothes for animals, not just made herself a dress before? That's like, a good question. Why hasn't she, like, for fun or on, on a day when the chores were lesser, just, like, fixed up her mom's dress before? Yeah, like, so, huh. so, so she comes down in this beautiful pink gown. Okay. You ready, audience? Tony's about to fucking blow. It's just there's there's so many things wrong. Okay, so she comes down this in this gown with these um, but 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 this dress is made of stuff that her stepsisters have thrown away because that's what the mice could get a hold of. It's probably what the 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 mice's clothes are made out of. Frankly, Mm -hmm. you know what else would it be? And when they realize this, they're like, oh no, well this is mine. They tear it off and ruin the dress, right? Mm-hmm. And what does it take for this girl to throw a punch, huh? What does it take to scratch somebody's face? I don't... Do you have sisters, Andy? You do, right? I have one older sister. Okay. Who played soccer. I have five. I have five older sisters. And man, if two girls are mad at each other over clothes, 
there there will be scars, man. There will be bleeding. Oh yeah, I ha- I've had some pretty nasty bruises from when my sister punched me because I got her mad. It does not take much. What does it take for Cinderella to say "Get away from me" or "Don't touch me"? It's it's especially infuriating because there are moments earlier in the film where she's like so dismissive of her sisters and her stepmom, right? Mm. Like like she has like lines of uh, like like little through lines of sass throughout the whole movie, like at the clock at uh, her stepsister's like contempt of her at her stepmother at lucifer yet when we finally have this moment of like like these are the people who have been ruining your life your entire life and they're doing it again there is nothing it is she just takes it and if she wasn't going to defend herself why did she put herself in that situation she could have taken her old-ass horse to the ball, and it would have been gauche as hell, oh. but there's a royal decree, and she's getting the fuck in there. She fucking just- like, that would have been awesome if she- right? She just shows up on this knobbly old horse, and the gatesman just looks at her, and she's like, hey, they said every eligible woman while well, I'm here, every eligible woman. eligible. <laughs> you see- do you see how eligible I am? Oh, man. It really- it's, it really bothered me that this scene is in here, where- she doesn't she doesn't do anything like her even her cries of protest are like please stop instead of like get off of me like bitch hold up <laughs> so she goes and she she runs out into the courtyard the well and this scene also kind of bothered me now don't get me wrong what just happened would probably be enough to make her cry mm-hmm. but she really seems to equate it to her dream but she's known about this ball for eight hours, and this isn't her dream. This is another thing that happened today. So her fairy godmother appears, and it's like, where has this woman been for the last ten years All her of her his... life? Okay, you want to know the craziest thing? The craziest thing is when Cinderella seems to guess that she's her fairy godmother. Right, like, that's like, this is a thing people have. have. Like, what? Oh, you must be my... That's right, I'm your fairy godmom. No, I was going to say Whoa, crazy what? What? person. No. You must, be cr- you must be a crazy person that wandered in, into our family's garden. Get out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then this senile woman uh, sings uh, what must be, I think, one of the most, one of the catchiest Disney songs ever made. Yeah, I can't stand it. Uh, me neither. Real quick, the animation yeah. of her pulling her wand out of thin air, super cool. It is, although it made me wish that the wand wasn't white, because I didn't want like to see a white line appear. I wanted it to be any other color. <laughs> it, it, you realize it's the same trick animation-wise, right? It doesn't matter what color. I understand. It is. I understand. <laughs> I just felt like that was somebody drawing a white line. I was like, no, draw something different. It's <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> I, it, it is cool. It's it's super cool when she just makes it appear. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so okay. she. Oh, this scene what I thought was genuinely funny, where she's just kind of like, tur- she's like, let's see, what are you going to need to go to this ball? Okay, but here's the thing. she, The fairy godmother is like casually cruel to animals in a way that betrays everything about who Cinderella is. I wouldn't say she's casually cruel. I think she definitely turns those mice into horses I against think, their wishes. I think those, I think the mice are pretty cool about being horses. They ran away. They didn't. (laughs) They ran away. Gus hid. She had to go get them. Gus hid. But when Gus turned into a horse and Lucifer was just there, he was like, okay, wait, actually, 
I can use this. <laughs> I think she's kind of casually cruel to all the animals. I don't think there's okay. anything cruel about turning a, a, a small animal into a bigger, better. Or what about the horse animal? who is like, yeah, I get to be the horse, and she's like, nope, you're gonna. You get to... You're gonna steer them. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like the sick-ass dream for a horse. Now I get to be I the guy telling horses is. what to do. He's a horse. He wants to be a horse. I don't know about anyway. that. He, everybody... Have... Andy and I walked away from this scene with different ideas about the fairy godmother. Bruno, Bruno seemed pretty excited. I honestly wish, though, that Bruno was taller. I, here's my thing. Do you have the footman come with you? Yeah, he's the footman the provided. I, I saw him get on the thing, but I'm wondering if that was normal. Because I feel like the footman would be at the castle. I, maybe it's, you know, BYOF, bring your own footman. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a castle party, though, Andy. <laughs> it's also very last minute. I, I like the idea that she comes in with, like, a bottle of wine, though. <laughs> BYOW, bring your own wine. But yeah, she goes through this whole monologue of like, man, you're going to need all these things to go to this ball. All right, time to go. And Cinderella's like, hold on a minute. I look terrible. And the fairy godmother's like, yeah, you look fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, she's what, like, whoa! What happened to you? <laughs> like, um, only a, the, one of the most emotionally traumatizing things in my life happened to me. Did you get hit by a shit train? <laughs> oh, man. So she gives her the white ball gown and the glass slippers. Yeah. And gives her, you know, the classical, you gotta be home by the stroke of midnight, or the spell, and the spell's gonna break. Mm -hmm. Don't be out too late, kids, and don't have too much fun. There's a little bit of characterization when we finally see the prince. The only characterization we seem to get is that, oh, of the prince or of his father? Of the prince. Okay, the only characterization we really seem to get is that, one, he's bored as fuck. He's so bored. And two, he's super into Cinderella. I did find the characterization of his father interesting, where the Grand Duke talk, talks about how he's such a romantic. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I bet you thought he'd just meet a girl's eye and just walk up to her and start dancing. And then that's what happens. That's yeah, a, that's that was a, cute. That's a fun little scene. Yeah. I also am really happy that Disney has apparently been making fun of Disney princess movies since the second one. <laughs> right like that only happens yeah. in fairy tales so it's like fucking great i'm glad that great, everyone's perfect. been in on the joke for for this long for almost 70 years so the prince meets cinderella he, he like just kind of runs at her while she's i assume just wandering around <laughs> inside this castle yeah um although we do get while the prince goes to see cinderella we do get the crowd reaction scenes you know yeah yeah and man, the characters in this movie are worse than the characters in Sailor Moon. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't even have that crazy of an outfit on. It's like she put her hair up and put on a tiara. <laughs> Lady Tremaine says there's something familiar about her. I've... And one of her stepsisters says, I've never seen her before. Every day. Every, Every day. day. Since you were what, like ten? You saw this woman grow up. There are people who I haven't seen since they were 11, and I feel like if I saw them today, I would be like, oh, fuck, you're this person. Oh, man, hey, you touched on another one of my primal fears. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that I won't. Uh, uh, okay. okay, well, um, maybe that's just me. 
No, it's a lot of people. It's just specifically not me. <laughs> maybe all, maybe her stepmom and all of her sisters have face blindness. So then we get the big musical number that everybody remembers. So this is love. Oh, <laughs> which is a which is a duet, and man, Cinderella starts singing this. He hasn't said anything. Maybe he's sexist. Maybe he believes in crystal healing. Maybe he hates mice. Anything could be wrong with this guy, and she decides she's in love with him. Well, we learn in the next movie that, like, you know... No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. Because now we're at 53 minutes and 27 seconds. Do you know what happens at this time, Andy? <laughs> something special, something amazing happens. The prince speaks for the first time in his own mind in a duet that nobody else can hear. And for the first time ever, I hate that. Uh, what? And, and his, so his first word, oh God, 50 minutes into the movie, really? And his <laughs> yeah. first words are, so this is love? Yeah. In his brain. <laughs> Fuck. Wow, that is bad. He doesn't say anything to this human being he just met. Well, that's not true. He says he says uh, sometime uh, as they're af like right as they're about to kiss. He's like, "Wait, where are you going?" That's a thing, and I think that's might be the last thing he ever says. No, no, he says he didn't learn her name. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this couple does not deserve happiness. Well, they earn it. They, they'll they earn it later, right? If there's one thing I love about the third movie, it's how it handles its own story. They, they actually do earn happiness by the end. Yeah. yeah. This so, fucking... He doesn't... They don't know each other's names. She doesn't know that that was the prince. And oh, he that's never right. learned her ridiculous name. I guess it's supposed to be romantic that like she never learned that that was the prince. But frankly, she should have had a conversation with him. They were dancing all night. They were just so in love, dude. Like, mm -hmm, like not how love works. <laughs> they were just so. I wouldn't know. They were just like so in. Fuck. Really? Because I feel like you more than you know. We're not getting into. We're this not gonna again. get. I know. That's why I was like, wait. I just let's not. Let's. We're gonna pull. We're gonna stop here. Pull. Pull back. Hey, I oh, pull back the curtain. There's a lot of sadness behind that curtain. Let's just close <laughs> it right up. <laughs> um. Oh boy. So. So they send the Knights of Sauron after Cinderella. <laughs> they, fucking, they have swords. They have these black horses with red eyes. And, and their helmets I don't know what they were going to do if they caught her. Because I... the Grand Duke said, catch that woman. And they were going to kill her. Like, I know for a fact they were going to murder that girl. Oh, man. Like, they were the most evil-looking knights I have ever seen. <laughs> Uh, the moment where the pumpkin breaks and all the animals turn back is pretty good. That's a really good piece of animation right there. Mm -hmm. So the grandpa's having this really weird dream about grandkids. <laughs> like, and what has to be the weirdest animated thing I have ever seen. Somebody had to sit down and draw that and then send those drawings to three or four other people to draw eight drawings in between those drawings and give us this weird three-second bubble pink dream of the king pretending to be a horse mounted by two imaginary kids. When you say it like that, it sounds weird. It is. I want, I want the audience to feel as uncomfortable as I felt when that happened. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember this. 
The Duke wakes the king up to tell him that the princess got away, which is insane. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't... I, he's a duke. There has to be someone whose life is not worth as much as his to send in to do that job. He just told him specifically to only wake him up if the prince was ready to get engaged. And he wakes him up because the girl's gone. Uh, it's really shocking he, didn't, he, shocking he didn't end up murdered at the end of that. Well, he almost does. All he, uh, he, although he yeah. is a lord by the end of this scene. God, is he? Okay. Well, he gets knighted. Oh, he. well, that's not true. He doesn't get a proper title. Yeah, he gets, like, play knighted. I love that the king is yelling traitor at him. Like, <laughs> like he had something to do with this girl running away. He says that he was, like, conniving with the, like, the prince. <laughs> like the two of them were trying to figure out how not to get the prince married. Oh, Goofy makes a brief cameo here. He does. He does. They do a fall thing where they do the. There it is. It was really good. Yeah, it was. It it came out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> so they issue this very longly worded proclamation that basically comes down to whoever puts a slipper on her foot's gonna be. The prince will marry. Prince. Yeah, the prince will marry the whoever puts on this fucking tiny ass shoe. Lady Tremaine hears about this proclamation, gets her kids up, and it's like, "Okay, you have one last shot. Yeah, fit your feet into a shoe. Yeah, impress the Grand Duke. Oh, Cinderella, you're here. Uh oh, Cinderella was definitely that girl. I love that like Lady Tremaine puts it together. I love that the reason Lady Tremaine puts it together isn't because Cinderella walked in and she looked at her face." It wasn't because Cinderella was like, oh man, I should go, I should not listen to anything you say and have this weird expression like I just smoked five whole (laughs) bales of weed on my face. It wasn't any of that. It was because as Cinderella was walking away, she's humming the waltz. Oh my god, yeah. And And then Lady Tremaine's like, hold the phone and hang it up. I've I've gotten the last clue, gang. <laughs> it was Colonel Mustard <laughs> in the dining room with the revolver. <laughs> so she locks Cinderella in the attic. Yeah, in like a really good... This is the one scene between Cinderella and Lady Tremaine that I felt like there actually were stakes. And you can see Lady Tremaine's plan on her face the whole time. And it's so simple. She just locks the girl up and does not have to deal with any of this getting married bullshit. And you know what? On the one hand, I get it. She doesn't want Cinderella to, like, be better than her own daughters. But since she's already proved herself able to win over the prince, a really cunning for person would make her queen and then take advantage of her inherent kindness. Yeah. But that's not where she goes with it. No. That would be a different story. I think that's just, isn't that just Ella enchanted? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the twist they put on put on it in Ella enchanted. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. It's just like a book I read in 5th grade. It was like, okay. It's a book. I didn't watch that movie. Are you fucking joking? The movie's really good. I don't believe you. It's really good. It's not like Princess Diaries good, but it's really good. Oh, that was a weird sentence. 
Is Princess Diaries good enough that you can Princess... say Princess Diaries good? Princess Diaries is good. Okay. Well, fuck, I figured out what the next thing we're going to watch is. Princess Diaries also has two sequels, Tony. Oh, lordy. And it's live. Will we watch Ella Enchanted? Oh, man, we're going to watch a really young Anne Hathaway. Anyway, there's good news about this whole lock thing, and it's that Cinderella has all these other people to fix her problems for. Well, she doesn't have people to fix her problems for her. She has a a gang of do-gooder mice. That's true. And look... I don't have a problem with the mice saving the day. I have a problem with Cinderella not taking part at all to help save the day. Except when she puts on a shoe. And saves the day. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sort of. My next note is just imagine this movie without Lucifer. Imagine this movie with pacing. (laughs) Like, what if? (laughs) (laughs) What if they replaced this cat with pacing? With pacing. Dream the dream. Oh, man. I definitely think that this movie focuses a lot more on being beautifully animated and having beautiful singing than a good story. It's just that, like, every time the mice go out to do something, you know they're going to run into Lucifer and he's going to try to kill them. Their solution to that problem is pretty great, though. Yeah, it's happened to... Okay, yeah, Lucifer gets Disney falling death. I think this is the first Disney falling death, and it happens to a cat. <laughs> oh, well, okay, wait, actually, no, because Cinderella takes is, is a part of that, because Cinderella tells the birds, you need to go get Bruno. Cause... Yeah, but that's the other thing I dislike about it. She's ordering Why's... these animals around like they're her personal army. Why doesn't she yell out the window for Bruno? <laughs> Why does because, she tell the birds to go get Because him? she can't The birds let... have never interacted with Bruno before. You don't think if she just started yelling from this room that her stepmother would probably come up there and stab her with a sword to shut up? Like, oh, what's that, what's, <laughs> what's that noise coming up from upstairs? Oh, it's just the cat. Let me go take care of it. <laughs> God. Uh, so yes, Bruno shows up and scares Lucifer out the window. And then Lucifer dies. I want to be clear on one this. Of, this one cat, of eight, nine, one of eight lives is gone, for sure. As far as this movie is concerned, this cat is dead. Fucking Any gone. other time Lucifer shows up is necromancy. Cats have nine lives, Tony. This is a scientific truth. I'm trying to figure out how I should address the idea of a scientific truth on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of this scientific truth that you have presented to me. <laughs> Cinderella goes downstairs. Lady Tremaine has one more move, which is breaking the glass slipper. Now nobody gets married. Well, so, but before that. Okay. Because we have this super long scene where the girls are trying on this shoe. And my favorite is Anastasia just slips the slipper onto what I assume is a single toe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, look at that. It fits. And then the rest of her foot comes out from underneath the dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just found that really good, really funny. It was very good. Like these two girls have like absurdly large feet, and the movie really makes that a point. The whole movie, <laughs> like there's a scene where they're clomping around their room trying to get ready for the ball. I'll say this though, I kind of don't like how, and again, this is like a '50s thing. Yeah, kind of don't like how this movie is kind of like okay, so these are the evil stepsisters. They're so bad that everybody just makes faces whenever they see them. Because they're that ugly. Yeah, that is a bit shitty. 
It's uh, we we've had a conversation right about the shorthand of ugly being evil. Yeah, and this one really leads into it, and it also makes you think that like if you have big feet, you're ugly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Which is like, I mean, there's literally been societies built around that yeah that's not good it's not good isn't it like in the original story that like her sister cuts her foot uh both of them do one of them cuts her heel off one of them cuts her toes off jesus christ lady tremaine breaks the slipper and everyone's like fuck this sucks but cinderella has the other slipper good thing there was almost a problem but there isn't she pulls out the slipper and the duke's like, damn, she a princess and she got feet? And then he slips on the shoe and the film ends and the prince and Cinderella got married and kissed as they ride away in a carriage. I have a question. Where the fuck was the male romantic lead in this movie? <laughs> because I, I think no he may idea. have been literally he's, nowhere. He's in this movie for what it has to be maybe a total of three minutes. This movie it's is crazy. 75 minutes long, and he is not in it for the length of a fucking music video. Like, <laughs> it's insane. I, he, we, like he's, he's we, not the one who goes, who goes looking for the princess, and his scene at the ball is nothing. We had this whole big thing at the end of uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? Where it's like, where it's like, man, that the how weird is it that this prince doesn't have a name? Like this prince does not have a character, barely yeah. shows up. Like it is baffling to me how little investment this movie gives a shit about their own romantic lead. I think that's crazy. And do you know what else I think is crazy? In the second movie. They still don't give a shit. There's yeah, they just, no story about him. He's such a non-entity. He's on the poster. <laughs> and it's like, why? Why is he on the poster? If you took him off the poster, the poster would be more accurate. Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus, fuck. I love his pants, though. His pants are pretty fucking styling. Bright red with, like, yellow stripes. That's a bold choice. Well, he's the prince. He can wear whatever he wants. So I think we really got into, like, the good things and bad things about Cinderella. It's a pretty movie. It's pretty... The the music isn't terrible. Like, I don't hate the music. Yeah, there's no, like, racist Native American song. I got a fucking props for that one, you know? Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) But it's just, like, it's... There's no male romantic lead. It's... Uh, all the characterization is on Cinderella and her mouse friends. When the mouse friends should be like smaller characters. I feel like more time could have been dedicated to the prince than dedicated to the mouse friends. We're going to watch a Cinderella movie that balances all of these things pretty fucking well. Much better. Yeah. But guess which one but it's first... not. Because it's not the next one. Don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. Dreams do come true. Dr- nightmares. Nightmares also come true, apparently. You ready? You ready to start Cinderella 2? Oh, Jesus, fuck. This movie cost $5 million to make. Cinderella, the original, maybe... And this is unfair, but Cinderella, the original, cost $3 million to make. It made back about $200 million. All right, cool. Cinderella 2, Dreams Do Come True, cost $5 million. (laughs) And made back 
$120 million in direct-to-video sales. Holy mother! Fuck this movie. This movie sucks. This, that's, that's so bad! I fully expected you to say, like, it made back $15. Because <laughs> this movie is about worth $15. I, I wouldn't even pay that much. I wouldn't pay... I no. didn't pay $3 to watch this movie on Amazon. I wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay $15 for this movie. I think this movie is worth one person buying it at full price. <laughs> it's so bad. It's Okay, terrible. so 50 seconds in and I already hated Hate this the movie, premise of the movie. Right? The whole it's 50 seconds in. They're like we we see the the mice and their voices are bad. Their voices aren't great. The animation is already subpar and just unbearable to watch. But but the mice and they're like, it's time for the Harry Godmother to read us stories. Like this is what they do on Sundays or something. <laughs> like and <sighs> and that made me so mad. And they ran past a new cat. They made a like, whole oh, great. new fucking cat. They made a whole new cat to be scared of. And then oh fuck. And then we get to two minutes in, and I had to pause and write that I hate the newly introduced, slightly worse premise. The, the idea, I, the, the worst framing device of all time is always all of the, because we, I, I, we, we talked about this during the fucking Christmas movie. I hate the fact that the only premise Disney seems to come back to for these sequels is, and now look at these characters. Oh, they just finished telling the first movie. Fuck you. They lived yeah. it. Why would they care? <laughs> they were all there. Here's the thing. I was watching this, and it made me consider how you don't have a lot of love for Lion King 1.5. I don't. And I do. But the Lion King 1.5 does this same premise, but does it in a way that doesn't make you immediately hate it. They're like, we're watching a movie, and this one's like, we're going to tell stories about ourselves, write it down and give it as a gift. If you think, if you think talking to somebody about your dream is bad, could you <laughs> fucking imagine somebody walking up to you and being like, hey, I wrote this novel about the boring shit we did last year? Here. Have it. It's um, yours now. I and the biggest part is this is a blatant misuse of all of these characters. Because not one of these characters would do this thing that they're doing. Ugh. The fairy godmother is not like this. The mice aren't like this. <laughs> why, why is this happening? So, so they, start, they start telling... Oh my god, dude, these... these you get, did you know that these stories have fucking names, my guy? No, it was only after the end of the first story that I realized it was a series of shorts. Same, because when the first story drew to a close, I was like, this feels too short. And I moved my mouse over to look at the timeline, and I was like, oh no. It was, it, it was only like 20 minutes. And this movie is exactly like three times years. that long. <laughs> Fuck. I do want to point out that I want to say that this movie and the last movie... Are about are, are are about the same length. Cinderella is two minutes longer than Cinderella two. Cinderella two feels like torture. It feels like it oh goes on God. for fucking it ever. Feels so long. So the first story is called "Aim to Please." Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um. So 
we see the king, we see the Grand Duke, we see the new character who, who? I called immediately was going to be the Grand Duke's new love interest. Who is this woman? Which is somebody nobody asked for. <laughs> was anybody wondering who the Grand Duke was going to bone down on? Because I oh, wasn't. Man. Were you? Were you? Were, did you look at the Grand Duke's fucking crazy sideburns and think who's who's going to be lucky enough to touch those? <laughs> God. Well, it's this gothic woman. And they're like, oh, this new princess, blah, 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 blah. You I, need to train her to be I, a princess. And she's going to have this extremely low stakes thing where she's going to run our party. I Great. fucking, I hate the fact that they just throw, they lump this new woman in with the Grand Duke. And they <laughs> just act like that's okay. Who is this person? We don't even learn her name until, like, a couple of minutes into this story. Yeah, it's it's a little bit before we learn her name. Uh, and I don't think I wrote it down, so I don't I don't know her name. I did because I made a stupid joke when they said it. Uh, her name's Prudence. Okay. Are we not going to hear the stupid joke? It was, it, there's a Beatles song called Dear Prudence. I was going to be like, oh, Dear Prudence, stop being a bitch. I don't know, man. I didn't workshop it, all right? I hate... I okay, was too well, busy clearly. being... I wrote down, like, a draft for this... <laughs> for this joke and then i crossed it out and then wrote i hate prudence <laughs> she's terrible she's an awful human being um okay, the but here's here's the next thing that really struck uh shocked me they really didn't do anything with the prince's character design huh no man like they well man, they changed the, prince... the colors they added some they like grabbed the fill bucket from ms paint <laughs> like i think chose pink and then clicked hey, in random hey, places hey Hey, it sounds it sounds like we're throwing some kind of shade that I maybe don't need to hear right now. Sorry, sorry. Mr. No, no, there's something is... wrong with using the fill button on MS Paint. No, listen, I love using MS Paint, right? But if you're making a... But there is a difference between making a professionally animated sequel to a Disney classic, right? And being a writer who needs art and doesn't want to hire an artist, right? Those are two different, different dichotomies there. Those are two entirely different is... levels of incompetence. The... <laughs> and that's shade. <laughs> Goddamn. Sorry, and the color the coordination, prince... by the way, is terrible. The prince is wearing this fucking tacky-ass fucking... Like, they're both... We they're wearing what they wore when they went to the ball, except now there's some pink thrown in for good measure and gold in random places, and it fucking sucks. It's bad. It looks awful. And the prince moves all weird. He's like, you talked about how the animation wasn't very good. Somebody decided he needed to be stiff 100% of the time. Well, they saw, they they thought he looked like a Ken doll, so they, I guess they just rigged him that way as well. Well, I guess the king's not getting grandchildren, huh? <laughs> so, so the, the, uh, the prince Same. and Cinderella are coming back from their honeymoon. And in what is probably the only good joke in this entire fucking movie, there's like a scene where... The prince is like, where the uh, Cinderella's like, it's going to be weird living in this castle all by myself. And the prince is like, don't worry, I'll be with you every step of the way. And then it smash cuts to them standing outside going, what do you mean we have to leave today? But here's, but here's my problem with that. So we know that the king only wants one thing out of this marriage, which is grandchildren. Grandkids. Why is he dragging the prince away? <laughs> Shouldn't he be leaving them together? Yeah, you know, maybe in a secluded part of the castle. Love makes maybe the with some Barry fonder. White playing, some candlelight, maybe some flowers. You get it. 
Yeah, you would think, right, that he would just be like, all right, hey, prince, princess, you're back from your honeymoon? Great. Literally everyone in this castle's leaving, by the way. Catch you later. <laughs> just the whole upstairs is yours. The whole, every, this whole, just, yeah, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna go do political stuff, right? Have a good time. And then they just walk in and there's just petals everywhere. Looks like a scene oh, out of fucking Oran. That would be a great movie. What if they got invaded? What? While everybody was away so they could fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and now Cinderella and the prince have to hold off an entire invasion by themselves. Alright, we're writing a new, a new version of Cinderella 2. I think it's going to be very good. Cinderella 4, get at us, Disney. What's the subtitle? Uh, Cinderella 4, uh, something to do with spears. Um, I was thinking, like, maybe Army of Two could work. Oh, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, Tony, give me a sec. I want you to Google Army of Two. Okay. Just do that for me. Independent news for soldiers. Oh, I wrote Army of Time. <laughs> that would be good, <laughs> hey. too. That's another good movie idea. Yeah. Army of Two. Oh, it's a third-person shooter from 2008. Now, there's an image, a little image box that says video game series, and if you click on the third one, there's just two guys, like, doing the forearm grab that men do. Yeah. I would yes. want that. I would want to see where Cinderella <laughs> and the prince just clasp forearms like Vikings. This is a very good movie concept we have just come up with. <laughs> Oh man, fuck! <laughs> so uh, Cinderella... I don't want to talk about this bad movie no, anymore. No, it's fine. Andy. It's fine. So Cinderella and Prudence. Uh, Prudence is basically like dunking on Cinderella the entire time they're hanging out, being like, just like twenty four seven. Yeah, like we don't do th- <laughs> uh, we don't do things that way. Stop being such a commoner and do things the right way. And Cinderella's, like, not making crazy or something, like, not doing anything particularly crazy. She's right, like, like, one of the things that she does that I would kind of expect, even for for somebody to have a problem with, is she starts making her own breakfast. Like, that was the one thing she did where I was like, well, there's it's somebody's job to make her breakfast. Yeah. Um... But like, but like, historically, royalty does whatever the fuck they want, yeah. and everybody else has to deal with it. Especially when we get to fashion, where they're like, "Oh, you can't wear that. We're putting you in something ridiculous." It's like princesses set fashion tones, right? Like, yeah. The but let's buy into the fiction for argument's sake. I think it's pretty obvious that Prudence doesn't want to let her iron grip on the castle go. There is a moment where Cinderella, like, throws open some curtains. (laughs) And she's like, we don't do that. Like, what the fuck do you mean you don't do that? They're curtains. If you didn't want them to be opened, there would be a wall there. (laughs) Like, at some point, somebody thought, I want some light in this room. That's a very good point. Yeah, like, at, at stuff like that, it becomes very obvious that this is just what Prudence wants. And she's just, I don't know, like, angry all the time? And anyway, then we get to the then we get to the most incorrect thing that happens in this part of the movie, which is Cinderella claiming that she has friends. Yeah, that was cr- and her friends are like like a, like an actual toddler, a person who we later find out <laughs> is a baker. The toddler's, I assume, mom. And two other people. And two old yeah. people. 
And, like, I can imagine Cinderella meeting those people when she goes into town, but we never see her go into town. I'm not sure if she's allowed out of the house. Right, you wouldn't, if, if, if you as a stepmom, your biggest worry is, I have this beautiful stepdaughter, and I don't want her to show up my, my actual daughters, right? Like, rule numero uno is, you're not allowed to leave these fucking grounds. Because the moment yeah. she leaves, people are going to be, like, treating her like Bella from, from Beauty and the Beast, right? Like, oh, look at how pretty this weird girl is. In the in the second movie, there is a very no. It's it's in this one. In this one, there's there's a very like she gets a big Belle moment. Yeah, where she's kind of like low key dressed like Belle and giving everybody invitations. And I was really waiting for somebody to say bonjour. Oh man, and they are in France, I think. Are they, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out where the hell this was supposed to take place. They like specifically said that it was like a tiny kingdom. Yeah, you know, I I always so, thought it was German, but, I, but I, get, I I just I don't know. I just with the name like Tremaine, I always just thought I thought, oh well, I guess it is France. So it gets to the point where Cinderella's like, no, I'm gonna do things my way. And it's, two two problems with this: one, she doesn't lead a people's revolution, which it, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to, but man, did some of the stuff she say really feel like she was going to? <laughs> <laughs> And two, right, just like, and now that I've invited all the commoners to the castle, <laughs> off with his fucking head. We're gonna. <laughs> I am your queen now. Eat the rich. <laughs> so the other thing is, Cinderella doesn't need to learn to be herself. She needs to learn to stand up for herself, which would be a lesson that like would make sense and she learns the wrong lesson i mean she still does stand up for herself but in like a passive aggressive way i feel like cinderella is becoming a very toxic human being (laughs) (laughs) oh and you know i have heard so many underwhelming songs since we started this oh fuck that's right the the singing in this like from like out of peter pan 2 where like the music was fine, but the lyrics were just exactly what was happening. Yeah. Ugh. The singing in this, the music in this is just awful. It's so bad. So C- Cinderella opens the gate. She invites all the commoners to the party with all the rich people. She makes instant pudding. Like <laughs> <laughs> The king comes home. And of course he loves it because what we know about the king is one, he invites commoners to his parties. And two, like nothing else. <laughs> That's the only thing we know about him, right? Is that like the one time he threw a party, everyone was invited. And now this woman's telling us, no, we've never invited commoners. Fucking. You're, you're just lying you're to just, her. You're literally just lying. And never for a second did I expect the king not to like chocolate. Like <sighs> the end of this, the end of this shirt was so obvious to me. Oh, and then 21 minutes in. Prudence starts dancing with the Grand Duke, so, you know, called it. It was a really (sighs) short bet, but you did it. And then the most harrowing thing happens, which is the short ends. (laughs) And I realize I'm in a circle of hell, (laughs) and there are two more shorts. Did, I I genuinely did not remember anything at all about Cinderella 2, and now I know why. Oh, man. I will say this, and maybe I shouldn't say this until the end. This movie is not Kronk's new groove bad, but fuck, does it get close. If the last short wasn't there, it would be Kronk's new groove bad. I thought the last short was pretty okay. The last short was kind of cute. 
but that most of the stuff it did was eventually done better in Cinderella 3 anyway. I, I genuinely, it feels like to me that somebody who did the third short was like, okay, wait, I think maybe there's something, we did some character stuff in this short that we can work on. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what it felt like. Before the beginning of the next short, we get one of the mice, Mary, making goo-goo eyes at the other mouse. Oh, God, fuck. Like, Jack. I cannot believe that they... And they do it again. They do it a third fucking time, but I cannot believe that they're just, like, making up romances in this movie. Yep. Mouse romance now. I cannot remember how this story begins. I know oh, it's... They're going to pick flowers. My next note is that the cat is back and no one has yet convinced me that this isn't hell. Because the big, fat, fluffy cat that we saw in the very beginning of the movie is here to kill these mice while they pick flowers for Cinderella. This cat's name is Pom-Pom. Pom-Pom. And I genuinely wish that this cat had, like, a name like Satan or Gabriel. (laughs) Oh, Gabriel would be good. (sighs) Just to keep in theme, right? (laughs) Right. On the other hand, if in the original Cinderella, Lucifer's name had been Pom-Pom, that would have made sense. Yeah. (sighs) Who the fuck? I don't know. (laughs) Like, if you, if I looked evil, I wouldn't grab a black cat and say, you know what your name is? To literally everyone who knows me, it's Lucifer, our, our dark lord, because I want people to know how fucking evil I am. Imagine Cinderella's dad. Marrying a woman who named her cat Lucifer and never once let on that it was a joke. <laughs> uh, so what's uh, your cat's name? Lucifer. <laughs> uh, you're so funny. <laughs> well, I'm going to go play with my beautiful daughter. So Jack's got this problem. He feels like he can't help Cinderella anymore since he's a mouse and she has people looking after her. This is a fair problem for him to have. As a mouse. stupid and I hate it at the same time. Because, because... You understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, because you, your whole purpose in life as a character in the last movie was, let's, we need to help Cinderella get out of this bad situation. Cinderella is no longer in a bad situation, right? Like, you guys can just chill and be the pets of a princess. Also, why do they still live in holes in walls? Wouldn't Cinderella be like, these are my pet mice? And birds. I made clothes for them. I gave these birds <laughs> shoes. Like, Yeah, why does she hide the mice? Why do the mice need to be hidden? They, they could just, like, have a house. She could have a little house. She could build them, like, a small palace. But she doesn't. Because <sighs> I guess she doesn't actually like, like these mice. Jack-Jack goes out, and he's like, Man, I wish I was big so I could help Cinderella because I'm so small. And the fairy godmother shows up. And she's and like... I guess she just shows up whenever now. She's like... And when I saw that, I sort of figured she was hanging around to steal Cinderella's firstborn child or something. I guess she's like, that's she's never just, really explored. She just shows up. And she's. I thought she was going to be like, you know who I am, right? Your fairy godmother. <laughs> oh. Also, all the birds are fucking gone. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, but they, like, keep up... They have more of the mice in the second movie than they do in the third. In the third movie, they only have the two main mice. But in this one, they, like, seem to remember other mice exist. But they forgot about the birds. I don't know how I feel about that, but... I guess birds are harder to animate. 
Plus, they don't have a speaking role anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so the lesson of this story is that humans suck, because Jack realizes that being <sighs> human sucks, and I can get behind this lesson. Here's the thing. I used to watch Nickelodeon when I was little. Mm-hmm. I've seen Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. I know the wish made at the beginning of the of the short is going to be reversed at the end. I didn't need to watch this. I do have one question, though. Is Cinderella, like, a construction foreman part-time? What the fuck it's is she doing? It's not clear what the hell she's doing. Okay, <laughs> okay. And, and this note is from later, but I still need to point this out. Like, carnivals are poor people's entertainment. There's, like, so much posh shit at this carnival. There's a dance, and the princess organized it. I don't get it. <laughs> Also, there's this, like, weird... So, I know that the movie didn't mean to do this, but here's the thing, right? Is if I was Cinderella and this fucking random dude showed up and was like, I'm here to help you, I've never existed before until now, and my only existence is to help you. My thought would be, this fucking guy's hitting on me and I'm married. I need to get rid of him. Here's the thing. So, Jack is her longtime friend and acts like it in a way that, like... Hey, would be super creepy if you just met somebody? Super creepy. Especially because, like, he sort of acts in a way that somebody who was sort of fawning over a princess might. He, like, gives her flowers (sighs) at one point, and it's like, um, thanks? Why don't you go put these in a vase? That's the thing. He doesn't explain to her who he is because of some stupid, like, accidental happenstance, and it's... I hate it. It's The thing is, I immediately saw it coming. The point of the story is that nobody is going to know who he is. Great. Well, that doesn't mean that being a human's bad. It means that nobody knew who the fuck he was. He didn't get to learn what it would be like if he were human. He got to learn what it would be like if somebody else was human. So, shenanigans happen. A Ferris wheel that is not Osho approved. An elephant. It happens. There's an elephant that goes haywire. And and Jack oh, has to turn has to turn movie. back into a mouse to stop the elephant because elephants this, are afraid of fucking, mice. This fucking Fuck this short. goddamn short ends with an elephants are afraid of mice gang gag. And man, okay guys, everybody, I want it off so bad. Is this like the third Disney sequel that has done this that we've watched? <laughs> Like, is it? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so, there, we're two stories in. We're almost there. <sighs> it was so bad. And, and then in the in the little in-between, between the shorts, oh, yeah. they start ripping off Fantasia, man. And, like... <laughs> like, 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 we say ripping off Fantasia, we mean literally. Like, there are shot-for-shot Fantasia animations that are being stolen. Yeah, it's just like paintbrushes instead of brooms because they're mice. You get it. It's fine. Whatever. So, the next short. <sighs> oh, yeah, let's talk about the next short. Fuck you, Lucifer. You're dead. Hey, you dead cat. You're fucking dead. I watched you die. It's fucking eight out of nine, man. <sighs> so, Cinderella's like, I need to sneak out of the castle. No, wait. Even before that. Oh, okay. Even before that. Because there's, there's something we need to establish here. Anastasia... And what's her name? Drizelle. Sure. Uh, and I think Lady Tremaine have all been invited to the castle for a ball. 
Cinderella is too fucking nice. Also, maybe she's rubbing their faces in it. Right? And that's oh, fine. Could you imagine just like, hey. You guys, is everybody having fun? Go, Are you guys having fun guys at having my so ball? fun at my ball? Let me, hey, do you guys, have you guys met my husband, the <laughs> prince of the kingdom? Fuck you. Get out of my house. <laughs> oh, looks like it's midnight. Bye. And, and then get she starts cackling and everybody's like, no, we don't get it. <laughs> None of us get that joke, actually. (laughs) Oh, man. Better movie. Just like that, right? We've written another better movie. (laughs) Oh, man. So, although I I do have to say this short is, again, this is the good short. This short's very, if if this movie had just been this short, it would have been very short. But it would have also been good. (laughs) Cinderella... Sneaks out of the castle by putting on her fucking clothes. Like, she doesn't even... She's like, I need to disguise myself and then puts on her clothes. Her normal clothes. That she invited people to the castle to not two shorts ago. Well, that's the thing. Did the person who wrote this short not see the first short? Lucky them, by the way. (laughs) Because... (laughs) That's a crazy disguise for her to have. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, so Anastasia, she like she's like having these thoughts about how much she wants love. She's having these evil thoughts. These low-key evil thoughts. Um, uh, and she ends up like following her nose into a bakery, and her and a baker make goo-goo eyes at each other, and then her mom steps in to break it up. And I, I half expected like a low carb diet joke, <laughs> <laughs> but she's something bread's bad. But Cinderella sees this and she's like, "Man, I want to get my stepsister married off for some reason." So Cinderella's plan is to get the baker to run out of the bakery. What was the other half of her plan? That was it. So they could like meet in the street. I guess it didn't make any sense. This isn't a plan. Do you know what? Okay, I'm gonna say this right now because it never happens. Do you know what her plan should be? I'll invite the baker to the ball I'm throwing that you're already invited to, my dear sister. That's what the plan should be. She could have been this baker's fairy godmother. Wait, wait. I just thought of another better movie. Yeah, right? I know. (laughs) What if Cinderella just showed up dressed as a fairy godmother? Like, I'm going to get you the girl of your dreams. Step right up and leave it to me. Uh, What's the catch? There's no catch. Firstborn child. <laughs> Same catch as everybody else, buddy. Oh, man. So. Okay, so Anastasia is dead now because you don't get kicked by a horse like like she got kicked by a horse and she, not be dead. She gets kicked by a horse so fucking hard. She like, with flies both of its into his bakery. Into a bakery. She's dead. She's just dead now. So she, her like, ghost spleen is ruptured. So her ghost and... runs out of the bakery, and a few villagers laugh at her. So Cinderella takes Anastasia back to the castle to like I don't know, like like calm her down, and also Lucifer follows them, which for some reason Cinderella allows. And are you fucking ready for this shit? Because Lucifer falls in love with the new fucking cat. <laughs> they gave the cats a romance. They did do that. 
Also, Cinderella legit sits inside of the fountain when she talks to Anastasia. Like, like her animation cycle, her butt is in the water. So Jack the Mouse, being the shrewd politician that he is, is like, we'll help you fall in love with this cat if you promise to stop chasing us, which is the stupidest. Have they not seen Tom and Jerry? <laughs> Getting two cats together just makes your problems worse. Yeah, and I'm glad by the end of the short, the mice learned their lesson about convincing their enemies to procreate. But at this point, they're like, yeah, what if both cats? No, what? No. What do you mean? What do you mean? What if? No. Now you have two cats living in the palace. Get fucking rid of him. I'm also not sure whose cat Pom Pom is. Yeah, I she, I thought she She's was... She's like the palace cat, I guess? But she was like kidnapped at the end of the last short by that one lady. Yeah, who we didn't talk about because who cares? So S- Cinderella okay. makes Anastasia like brush her hair and get dressed. And she's like, look, you, you're pretty just as you are. And this guy obviously likes you. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this scene. Like Anastasia thinks that to be pretty, she needs like better jewelry and more makeup and shit. And Cinderella's like, no, nah, you know, less is more. And let's just... You know, you're good as you are, just give me a smile. And man, Anastasia trying to smile reminds me of every picture I've ever taken in my <laughs> life. I've smiled at a picture and looked at the picture and thought, oh man, I didn't mean to look like I wanted to kill you. I wanted to smile. I just wanted to look happy? Is that just, I wanted to get across a notion of pleasantry, not... Not the knife is already in your back. Run away now. <laughs> oh. I, I look like I'm thinking about how best to eat your corpse. Uh, so okay, so this this music box, man. So did the king the like box? make music boxes about Cinderella okay. and his son? Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. One, I love this music box. <laughs> it's this great visual shorthand to tell you that Anastasia wants what Cinderella has, but. Where did she get it? I have to imagine that when Cinderella and the prince got married, the king just had somebody make a bunch of music boxes okay. and handed them out. Next question. Why doesn't her family give her shit about it? <laughs> Is there a reason that like this music there's... box hasn't been thrown away yet? I will say, though, that there's a moment when her and Lucifer are dancing to the music of the music box. Uh-huh. And Lady Tremaine walks by and stops and smells. <laughs> and I'm just like... I smell love in my house. <laughs> Disgusting. And she goes into her Anastasia's room and Anastasia's like sitting down at the mirror and the music box is closed. And I was just like, fuck, man. I don't get like, was the music box a gift? Did they decide they couldn't destroy the music box because Cinderella might come around? <sighs> so the baker buys like this heart flower thing to give to Anastasia. Okay, so in... The one thing, it's okay visual shorthand, but I hate it because as a, um, like, as a romantic gesture, it's really bland. Is the idea that, like, in this village, each person buys an identical flower wreath and trades it with each other. (laughs) So now you have the same wreath and then i assume you give it back to the flower man and he's just like well business as usual cool it works ah making young people fall in love 
the greatest way to make money. All they need to do was make the flowers two different colors. Right? And then I would accept it. Yeah, the Anastasia and the Bigger by the same fucking flower thing. And in what has to be... Uh, you know what? I'm glad that somebody who wrote this short has seen her romantic comedy, but the laziest... That's the, that's the thing. I've been watching too much rom-com anime at this point to accept this particular turn of events. Because it's so... Like, it's it, A, it's been overdone, but B, it's been done way better. She just sees him, A, holding on to the wreath, B, talking to another woman. Like, a woman's, like, draping her hand on it, so maybe she's giving it to him. Yeah, like, there is... I was very curious about who this woman was, because that's something you would learn in a romantic comedy anime. Right? Is she his sister? She's his best or friend. Or just, like, a friend? And, yeah, what's happening there? And, like, her... And then, like, her, in the background, like, her boyfriend, the guy from King's Quest, shows up. And, <laughs> and takes her away. And... And he pulls out a giant cheese from his cloak. And he's like, I figured out how to get home. Because <laughs> we locked ourselves <laughs> out this morning. There is a there is something that they didn't really explore in Anastasia, but I thought was interesting. She will only cry at fountains. She really enjoys crying at fountains. Luckily, the baker has the same fucking habit. So she goes to cry at the fountain. The baker finds her. But in between the baker finding her, we go back to the mice and see how they're doing with trying to hook lucifer up with pom-pom and the answer is pretty well yeah they like groomed they him up and this. made him look more evil they did he looks like dracula fucking uh it's like bonicula but with a cat catacula cat. this is no this is going nowhere there i think there is a uh, catacula in the bonicula series uh the, i thought the cat was just a cat listen i don't it's been so long <laughs> The mice learn, like I said, the mice learn their lesson about trying to hook two cats up with each other. Which, which is, don't. Don't, don't do that. Because you're mice. That'll make more cats, dipshits. Oh. Anyway. Then we cut back in the baker. And, well, no, and they kill asked. Lucifer one last time. <laughs> <laughs> For old time's sake. Right? Wait, uh, sorry, just a real quick question, because we're about to get to the end of this story, but I really want to bring this up now. What the fuck happened to the dog? Well, you said he was old, right? Oh, no. <laughs> no, too depressing. Too depressing. And the horse, The dog too? and the horse are not in this movie. So we come back to Anastasia. The baker and Anastasia are like, oh, great. Like, it, there's, there's just a, a genuinely nice moment that's, like, really about not being the prettiest person in the world and still being able to fall in love. I sorry. I'm looking at the Wikipedia yeah. page and I fucking love uh -huh. this. Um The baker goes after Anastasia but gives up and sits near a fountain, which is bigger than the one shown earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Wikipedia. Great. Great good job. Oh, <laughs> fucking whoever wrote this both of both of their wreaths are destroyed. So he gives her a broken flower from the wreath. And it's like a nice little moment about how, you know, falling in love doesn't have to actually be perfect. And like they're like looking in each other's eyes and Cinderella's there and she's like secretly watching from the shadows. Yeah, waiting Cinderella for her is. moment to strike and kill her sister at her moment of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she keeps that youthful glow. <laughs> Lady Tremaine shows up. 
And I was like, nah. Nah, not with a baker. Nah. Anastasia says, but yeah, with whoever I want. And I don't know if she just moves in with the baker the next day or what. Well, the baker seems to be doing really well for himself. He has his own bakery. Yeah, like, no. That's like a super big deal. Yeah. And he's probably, as far as, like, the common people go, he's probably one of the richer guys in town. Like, he's not a duke or anything, but who cares? And they end up going to the ball together, which is fine. And I guess Anastasia moves out of her mom's house, which is also fine. And then Anastasia says thank you, and Cinderella looks her sister in the fucking eye and says, I guess dreams do come true and i fucking killed myself i pulled out a fucking gun and i blew my fucking mouth off because i was so fucking done i guess it really was cinderella 2 2 dreams Dreams do do come come true true. fuck this movie (laughs) oh oh yeah and then like before we fucking before this movie this fucking nightmare ends uh, like the mice have finished their book, they go give it to Cinderella. They almost kill her with it. Yep. And then Cinderella's like, "How about we read it now?" And I was like, Together. "Great! I get to watch this fucking movie again." And I close the tab. <laughs> so I need to say something, and we said it at the top, but I'm gonna say it again. None of these shorts had the prince in them at all. He is. He is. He is in the. He is in the first one. For about the length of a music video, if that. Less, less. And then in the last one, for like two seconds when he's dancing with Cinderella. Like, there's nothing. He is... He's not in this movie. Oh, fuck. It's so weird that, like, they these, these people were given. I assume the only rule was write a movie with Cinderella characters. And not one of them said, let's put the prince in? Oh, man. So, Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Trying to figure out how much fucking movie this, money this movie made. Yeah, I won't know how much movie this money made, too. Uh, it won't tell me, but it did cost, like, about $8 million to make. Okay. So, more than the other movies. Uh, but... but it, it's, like, competently animated and wasn't in the 50s, so I get it. It looks, it looks pretty damn great. Like, it's not, like... Some of the animation's a bit janky, but, like, the facial animation in this movie's really good. It's more like Brother Bear than Brother Bear 2. Like, not the best animation ever, but also, it wasn't phoned in. There are some facial expressions that the prince makes in this movie where I'm just like, (laughs) same dude, fucking yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree with the emotion you are feeling right now, 100%. Everything the prince has has to be put into his facial expressions because they had to work with this stupid character design. He's just such a generic-looking guy. Yeah. And they managed to give him so much character in this movie. Mm -hmm. But at the top, let me just say, I was exhausted. (laughs) Man. By this point? Just exhausted with these movies. Oh, were you exhausted? I watched the first two in a row. I was I, shouldn't have done that. I was bumping up on midnight and this movie gave me life. 
it, it gave me the energy I needed to go on after wanting well, to I wanna say die this, at the end of the last one. knew that this was a good movie and was looking forward to watching it. By this point, All I was I knew just so scared. was that you told me it was a good movie, and we've disagreed on that's, this before. That's the thing, right, is I got to this point after fucking after uh, like 150 minutes of cinderella movie and i was like no, what if what if i was wrong what if this <laughs> one's also bad what am i gonna do to myself are you ready yeah here's here's just some just some quick bonus info because this movie actually has some trivia this was okay. the last movie animated by disney australia after it was closed or before it was closed. This was the last one that oh. they worked on. That's kind of depressing. Didn't they do Lion King too? Yeah, they also Lion did. They also did Cinderella too. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It, I just thought it was a nice. It was just something to to throw out there, you know. Like, <sighs> let's get into it. To this seventy-five minute piece of awesome. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, Tony, but I like to get immaculate portraits of my adventures with my husband to hang up at my castle. Yeah, of course I like that. What the fuck are you even talking about? Funny. Yes. <laughs> Just these beautifully painted pieces of all the things that me and my husband have done. So Cinderella, Cinderella and the prince are ready for their one year anniversary. And the prince is so fucking nonplussed by talking mice, again, by birds wearing shoes, and a random old woman in a forest doing magic. Well, I, what I do like is that Cinderella has brought the prince into her world, not vice versa. Not in the slightest. <laughs> that he has to deal with her bullshit. I, I want to say, though, up top, this movie straight up ignores the second one. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, which is mostly nice, except, again, I did like that last, that last thing, and they do something else with Anastasia now. And Lucifer is still alive, so they kind of ignore a big plot point of the first Is one. it really a big Remind plot point, Tony, or do you just want this cat to die? <laughs> he's the first Disney falling death, Andy. Yeah, but he's a cat, and cats have nine lives. This is a bad excuse you're pulling out. Is it, is it a I, bad I excuse? I expect him to be in this movie after the time travel. <laughs> Fine. Anyway, my, my thought is that the second movie still happened in dimension two that is opened up after this movie no happens. i want to say the first two short stories happen in dimension one but the third story happens, in dimension, happens two. in dimension two because that, that way we sense. get to preserve the goodness and just kind of cut off the cauterize the wound of the bad that's fair so except i don't want that cat to exist there's nothing we can do about it tony Unless Fine. all three of them are in Dimension 1 and we ignore them forever. But then it wouldn't make sense because there's an end scene with... Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just that I made a decision that, like, this is going to be a thing I was going to, like, spend a non-zero amount of my time talking about. Uh, and you also made that decision. Like, we're two people who've made that decision <laughs> to talk to each other about this shit. It's, the, the timeline is important. We've talked about this. We need to preserve the timeline. Money! <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we gotta make we sense of all this, Marty. We gotta see the mites and the fairy godmother in the woods. I, again, the prince, super cool with all of this. He is so nonplussed by by magic by a random old woman by talking mice by the this random old woman changing him and his wife's clothes oh man that felt so weird to me because before she asked for it and this time she's like nah you you two ain't dressed well enough for this uh-huh. so uh meanwhile th- this song by the way uh is really good i can't remember it but but something I did notice about this movie is that the songs just aren't terrible, like in the last movie, and they, they this one didn't really stick with me, but they just, they're good, and they're not grating and awful, which is such a big deal. Well, there is one song that's really bad, and it's the end credits song, but we don't... I didn't stay through the whole oh, end credits, Well, let man. me tell you, man, it's not great. Uh, I didn't either. <laughs> I just stayed through long enough I stayed through long enough to look at the portraits, and even then I was like, ooh, this song isn't great. So, meanwhile, uh, the Tremaines are having a terrible time, uh, apparently doing chores uh, that one person did between the three of them is impossible. They probably put it off, you know? There's probably shit that they should have done months ago that they didn't, and that's why it's at this point. Cinderella never puts off her chores. She's Yeah, she's a go-getter. She just does what she wants to do that day. Here's the thing, though. They mentioned that Cinderella never invited them to a ball or even for tea. And that seems weird because it seems very on brand. Well, so, but that's the thing, right? Is this story is a completely different beast. The Cinderella in this movie is is a real action person. Like, you know, she really makes decisions in this movie. Yeah, she's one of them action princesses. Yeah, she, uh... You know, it's it's kind of amazing how how this movie manages to have a character who goes and gets what she wants and fights for it. has a has a dramatic villain, has a has a great mm-hmm. third act, has a beautiful bond between two sisters, and is just better than Frozen in every way. I think. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you know what my Twitter timeline did? <laughs> No. My notification thing went off and it was like, did you miss this tweet by Andy? <laughs> Where he called Cinderella 3 better than Frozen? <laughs> and I said, no, Twitter, I didn't miss that tweet. I just didn't think it worth the response. <laughs> oh, th- I'm glad Twitter's on my side. That's so fucking weird. Right? You know, maybe that health site's useful for something. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Cinderella's fairy godmother, like a fucking tool. Like a goddamn... <laughs> uh, drops her wand. She just fucking throws it. She's so shockingly careless with her magic and the thing that gives her all of her magic. She's just swishing it around and she doesn't care who sees she's like a magic godlike being what else what the fuck is she doing and anastasia gets the wand because she went to follow cinderella because she saw her riding off on her horse with her prince and and this movie makes it very apparent that like anastasia wants what cinderella has Mm. although again i did like the shorthand they had in the in the last one yeah in the short with the um 
the music box. Yeah. So Anastasia takes it to uh, to Lady Tremaine, and she's like, "Look at this shit. It does magic." Yeah, and Lady Tremaine doesn't believe her because she's not insane or stupid. Mm-hmm. But then a little old lady comes, just walking into her yard, like, "Hey, can I have my magic thing back?" Like that's how you deal with situations like this. And. Like, she doesn't know that this house is home to the most villainous motherfucker in the kingdom. (laughs) So they accidentally turned the fairy godmother into a statue. Anastasia accidentally turns the fairy godmother into a statue, which is like a big character thing that they don't really get into because they they really investigate her character and what she's about. But never do they really go back and look at the fact that she might have killed somebody well they don't, we don't really get a time to even like take it in though because lady lady tremaine's like oh fuck right. yeah give me that shit we don't get the time <laughs> <laughs> no so <laughs> so really that really that really got you uh lady tremaine grabs the wand and immediately it starts like oozing green because you know she's evil yeah you know, she's got like that maleficent magic mm-hmm and Lady Tremaine, if you compare her in the first act of this movie to her in the first act of the last movie, man, she stepped it up. She really, like, maybe a year of just having to deal with not having Cinderella to clean her house was like, really helped her double down on her evil. Mm-hmm. Because immediately her first plan is, we're going to go back in time, we're going to wreck shit, and it's going to be awesome. Which is, I, I don't understand how she can think yeah this wand can definitely take me back in time it turned a woman into a statue can take me back in time that's the only option obviously it can do that so she turns back the clock goes back in time this crazy evil magic the now the rules of this magic are apparently you can change whatever the fuck you want we're no longer bound by the future we're now back at this time number one and number two Anybody who was, like, within 20 feet of the person casting the spell knows what happened. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. I do really enjoy the montage of Cinderella and the prince being torn apart by time. Yeah. That was cool. One thing I didn't like about this, this is the one really kind of annoying thing in the plot of this movie. They change the fairy godmother into a statue. Mm Mm-hmm. And they go back in time. And I guess she's still a statue? Well, she was within 20 feet. But... It... So... But... <laughs> no. Hey, listen, man. I get it. <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, at no point in this movie... And it would be bad if they did do this. I understand why they didn't do this. But at no point in this movie does the fairy godmother show up and say, Hey, there's somebody with, like, magic? That's not me? And I understand why they they didn't do it. The whole point of the story is for the prince and Cinderella's bond to overcome all this evil magic shit. Mm -hmm. And also just like a character study of Anastasia's uh, wants and desires. But it, it, it did bother me that they immediately decided that somehow she's already taken care of. Like, losing her wand in the future means she loses it in the past. Maybe she's, like, uh, like a constant, right? Like, she doesn't actually travel through time. She just bippity-boppity-boops wherever she needs to be. 
Interesting. Maybe she ages backwards like Merlin. I was thinking actually that she was a she was out of time, you know. Out of time. Ha. Yeah, so she so she is always in the present. Yes. And never in the past or future. Yeah, wherever she is, that's she the is present. There. It's interesting. I like the idea. I'm not sure it makes a lot of sense, but you start thinking fourth dimensionally and you get to these you get to these places. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay, so they go back in time to the day not before Cinderella and the Prince met, which would have been my plan. Because then... Because you're not as evil as this Lady Tremaine. You're more evil than the first movie's Lady Tremaine, but not quite as I evil mean, as this one's. Okay, but I feel like it's the smarter plan. Maybe, but I don't think... Maybe more, maybe less cruel, but also smarter... If if your goal, right, if your goal, I think the goal of this was always, like, I need to fuck Cinderella up emotionally. Because she obviously doesn't care about uh, Anastasia marrying the prince or being happy. No, but I still think she wants to be the prince's mother. Maybe, but by the end of the movie, when, that's, when that issue's brought up, she's like, but we already have this wand. Yeah, she does say that. And then she still wants the prince to marry a fake Cinderella instead of... Like, it legit feels like, by this point in her life, her one goal is just, I want Cinderella to be the most unhappy. Yeah. So it's it's an evil thing instead of a uh, planning ahead thing. I get it. Mm-hmm. The duke comes around mm-hmm. to put the shoe on everybody's feet. Lady Tremaine makes the shoe fit Anastasia, and Cinderella comes down like, wait, it's my shoe, and then, oh shit. It fit the wrong girl. This girl with giant feet. And Cinderella, to her credit, really takes this in stride. But then Cinderella pulls out the other glass slipper. Like, this would solve the problem she, at this point. That doesn't make sense. And she's like, but wait, I have the other slipper. And her mom uses her cane, grabs the slipper, hangs it over the balcony, and is like, nah, it was all just a dream. <laughs> and breaks it and i was like damn that is evil and then as they are all walking away to get in the carriage she looks at cinderella and says oh and clean up the broken glass and i was like fucking savage holy shit the other thing she says she says you can go wherever you want but don't go near the prince and then she leaves and it's not really until the end of the movie that i kind of realized i don't think she was planning on ever going back to that house yeah she lives in the castle now. Like, she just took everything Cinderella wanted, and now Cinderella is alone in the house. And I think that was going to be the end of her plan. Revenge. Yeah, which is still pretty fucking hard. No, that's good. Don't get me wrong. Although, if it had happened the day before Cinderella went to the ball, she would have been fucking cool with it. She would have just been like, all right. Yeah. Shit, I need to go find a hot man to fill this house up with. <laughs> Maybe I should go to that ball. <laughs> Maybe I'll go see the baker who's always making eyes at me. My friend, the baker. <laughs> My friend! God damn. <laughs> so, uh, and Cinderella fucking, like, be- starts believing it, too, where she's like, Maybe maybe it was all yeah, a she dream. She a song about... Was it a dream? Or it felt like a dream? And it's like, fucking way to gaslight your own damn memory. Holy shit. Yeah. But, like, after that, she's like, no, it wasn't a dream. I need to figure this shit out. 
I'll just go back to the castle. Now, here's the thing. The Cinderella I know would not come up with this plan. <laughs> this is a better Cinderella. This is a new, better Cinderella, but where did she come Cinderella from? Cinderella 3.0. Is this from a year living with the prince that she doesn't remember? Or is this... She's just become more assertive? Just, just her natural, after her dream is shattered, this is what she would do. Is, yeah, I that's... that 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 because now her dream is tangible and was and was literally broken like glass in front of her dang that it's time for action to be taken it's possible right it's it's like it could be the thing you know that it takes to make her do all this crazy stuff now we cut to the king and the prince Mm -hmm. and we see them both men of action both doing stuff and they're talking about how stupid it is to put a shoe on a human being and then marry her and the king's got a point. <laughs> the king has got. The king says specifically, like you don't choose a girl by what size shoe she wears. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. But the prince says that's all I've got to go on. And you know what? Fair. I really, I really want to point out though that the prince has like an American ninja warrior course <laughs> as a gym. <laughs> He like And the like entire this. yeah, and the entire time this conversation's happening, he's fucking like trapezing around and like leaning sitting backwards on chairs. Like your cool uh, school the king teacher. Him at some point and he does a flip and grabs his sword back. Like he's so cool. He he mentions to his dad, like, nah, it was it's like her shoes just because that's all I got, right? But Right. It it I don't know, it felt right, you know? Don't you remember when you met mom? Oh boy. Here's the thing about the prince's mom that we never needed to learn. <laughs> she looks exactly like Anastasia. Pretty much to, to a the tea. point. To the point where I was kind of curious to see if Anastasia would somehow travel back further in time and <laughs> birth the prince. Man, Back to the Future 4 is weird. <laughs> Marty, you need to go back and be your own grandfather. Cinderella story. Oh, wait, that was an episode of Futurama. That was an episode of Futurama. Oh, fuck. And they kept going back to it, like, yeah, this is the plot point we want to harp on. (laughs) (laughs) So then the the Grand Duke comes back and, like, a bell rings or something. The prince goes running to go find Cinderella. And he runs into the room, and it's Lady Tremaine and her two awful daughters. And he thinks... Actually, he says, "Am I? Am I in the right room? Am I in the? What, what am I talking about? Of course, I'm in the right room. Right. It's such a good. Every line that he delivers is so good. Yeah, he like has personality, and it's great. I recognized his voice, so I want. I looked up the voice actor because I was like, who, where do I know this guy from? Because I know him from somewhere. He okay. was the voice of Spider-Man in the 1990s cartoon series. I don't know how to respond to that." <laughs> Because it, like, means more to you than it, it means It means me. so much to me. <laughs> it means... You have no idea how much that means to me. I'm glad that um, the fan fiction you wrote about Cinderella marrying Spider-Man has finally come true. In the fan fiction, Cinderella's <laughs> Gwen Stacy. So, you know... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And her stepsister Anastasia's Mary Jane. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah... All right. And her other stepsister is Venom. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Fuck. So So, Cinderella's sneaking into the the castle. 
was I was we haven't finished the scene with the prince yet. Oh, okay. The prince says, uh, uh, I'm sorry, you're not the girl that I was looking for. And Anastasia is, like, genuinely down about this. And then the prince gets magicked into marrying a girl that looks exactly like his mom. And tossing some childhood trauma, and this is just some Freudian shit. <laughs> um, but the mice see this, so... Oh, the mice see this, so Cinderella has snuck in at this point, so we need to jump back to Cinderella sneaking in. Yeah, so Cinderella sneaking into the castle, and she does this by pretending to be a mouse catcher. But who does she pretend to be a mouse catcher to, Andy? Ah, Prudence. Oh no, she still exists. She still exists. But I love what Cinderella says. Somehow she has survived the culling. I love how Cinderella just says, snap him and trap him, that's my motto, and then has to look at the mice who look so betrayed, and she's like, no, 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 I'm lying. <laughs> she looks at the mice and says, I would kill you to get him back. <laughs> Don't even think I won't. Now go find him. Before I find you. <laughs> so as as the the prince gets magicked and as he's walking away he runs into Cinderella. Yes, on like a really nice open air hallway that like connects two parts of the castle. Yeah. It's, there's a bunch of ivy and a bunch of birds flying around. It's great. Still don't understand why she gave those bird shoes. Like they need their feet to get food. So they have a moment Cinderella and the prince and Cinderella's like, I danced with you. And he's like, no, you didn't. He says, you must have me confused with some other prince, which is like, <laughs> I like how the prince is like trying to be disarming to all these people who want to marry him. Yeah. You like know. His, his whole thing is that he doesn't want to marry all these people who want to marry him. And it's like, he also doesn't want to let him down. He doesn't want to hurt these people yeah. who want to marry him. They're his subjects. So... Uh, she's eventually dragged away by Prudence. But the prince does touch her hand and like... No, no, that's later. Is it not here that he touches her hand? No, that's okay. later. Well, he does get weird about it. He's like, huh. Yeah, he's he is... He's like, oh, girl, huh. Yeah, hmm. Oh, hmm. What a hot maid, he thinks. Maybe she shall be my mistress. <laughs> oh my god, don't. <laughs> While I was watching this, I was imagining, like, the worst possible outcomes for Cinderella, and the worst one is, like, her living in the castle so she can be close to the prince while he is married to her sister. That's all I could think of. Yeah. So, there's, like, a scene... Does that scene happen now or not? Between the king and Anastasia? Uh, it may as well happen now. We could say it happens now. Yeah, so, the king order like orders anastasia to come talk to him and this is when we figure out all the crazy stuff about the prince's mom there also the king i think just commissions portraits of everything because <laughs> he commissioned a portrait of her dancing poorly yeah like stomping on his feet like i really need to capture this moment i, I you gotta respect that i guess but also yeah. that portrait is massive <laughs> It's, the king loves giant portraits. This is really one of the only things we knew about him coming in. And he, like, has this genuinely great moment with Anastasia where he's like, 
like he like he's like telling her about love and how cool love is and how falling in love is can be this amazing beautiful thing and then he gives her this like seashell mm-hmm. where he's like i met my wife on the beach so then i was thinking is she a mermaid and the answer is maybe my brief my, for a brief moment i was like is the is this king prince eric he got like his old age he did not age well at all how did he lose four feet (laughs) well you know as you get older you kind of just hunch over that's a big hunch that's a real big hunch maybe prince eric was just really short yeah sorry i interrupted your bad joke go ahead that's it's okay i interrupted my own bad joke (laughs) and here we are uh, it's it's a really good moment. Yeah, and she has some great character development in it, because again, she wants what Cinderella has, right? But but she's like more learning that what she wants is to be loved more than she wants to live in a castle with the prince, right? Like, and in her mind, those can be the same thing. But like, we start seeing the inklings of them separating, and like the the seashell is a good it's a good metaphor for those things being different because the king king of a nation his most prized possession is a seashell that his wife touched one time at the same time as him this movie's very good (laughs) Uh uh-huh so then the the mice get back to cinderella they tell her that lady tremaine has the wand and you know what i really like the mice in this movie because they've managed to get the whole like being chased by a cat thing down to a reasonable level they have good voices again Mm -hmm. like i i enjoyed their voices as like mouse voices in the first movie and really hated their their voices as like mouse voices in the second movie they went back in the other direction it's just it's better it's a lot better and they uncovered the plot now this is what uh this is what a side character should be doing in a disney movie which is uncovering the plot and giving it to the hero to deal with instead of trying to solve all the hero's problems. Cinderella tries to sneak her way uh, past her stepmom. Now, here's the thing. She sends the mice in to go get the wand. There's a key, and it's in a locked, it's in a locked drawer with a key, so they need to get the key, go get the... Go. Unlock the thing, get the wand. Yeah. The stepsisters break something, and Cinderella decides... She needs to pretend to be the maid? I don't understand how she came to this decision. She should have left the mice to it. Because what Lady Tremaine was not expecting was mice to steal the wand. She was expecting Cinderella. And when Cinderella comes in, she's not... She's not tricked for a second. She... Cinderella... She, She never knew the mice existed until this point. So, she uncovers Cinderella... Cinderella gets the wand and is chased by the guards uh, who no longer look like Hell Knights of Sauron. Right. Cinderella does not have the wand from us to see the mice do. And they make Lucifer into many things, but one of them is a jack-in-the-box, which is a fate, some might say, worse than death. It is the scariest fucking thing, and Lucifer is so (laughs) chill with it. Yeah, he's just, he has a mission, and it's to kill these mice. And then they turn him into a smaller cat, which see, which turns out was the biggest mistake. It seemed like it would work, and it did not. Cinderella gets the wand, 
and is about to undo the spell that the prince is under. And she's grabbed, and Lady Tremaine takes the wand and tells the prince, oh no, everything's fine, she just stole something, and I'm getting rid of her. <laughs> and so she sends her on a ship, and then, then they touch yeah, hands, before, right? Yeah, before she's dragged away by the guards, she like touches the back of the prince's hand, and the prince is like, huh, weird. She's going to be put on a ship and sent away. And that'll be the end of Cinderella. She's not even going to bother killing her. She doesn't need to kill her. She doesn't want she's to kill her. She's going to be gone. She just wants Cinderella to live knowing that she won't get to marry the man of her dreams. To the pain! I assume everybody knows what I was referencing when I said that. So, the mice, having nowhere else to turn, decide to start talking to the prince. And... I should really point out again how chill the prince is about all of this. Well, I like that the prince is slowly discovering that he's in a Disney movie and can't quite cope with it. He, like, follows talking mice into a room and into a closet, and then he's like, okay, there are no talking mice here. I'm crazy. Before that happens, though, there's an amazing scene where the king is, like, standing in front of a mirror, getting, like, fitted, and the mirror is one of those, like, crazy circus mirrors that makes him look super buff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the prince walks in and he's like i don't understand something something is 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 wrong and when he's walking in he like turns from looking into like a science beaker into being really buff because of this mirror <laughs> and it it made me laugh out loud it was a good gag okay i'm glad you enjoyed that <laughs> it was it was really fucking funny and and a good uh. bit of animation so yeah, so he's going crazy and talking to mice and being dragged around by birds. That happens too. The mice try to sum up the plot of the movie, um, but the problem is, like in the first movie, they're talking over each other. So they eventually decide to just do a musical number about it. And Which is cute. And the prince, <laughs> while they're doing this musical number, the prince is like interjecting with questions. Like, so yeah. then this happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musical number continues. Oh, and then this happened. Now you're getting it. <laughs> now, I wrote down verbatim the prince's reaction at the end of this song. Magic? That would explain everything. <laughs> I also wrote that down. Now, would it? <laughs> because technically, magic could explain anything. But that doesn't mean it's the explanation you should immediately accept. <laughs> well, to be fair, this was given to him by talking mice in tiny clothes, right? Now wait, the talking mice, I also need to point out, are not magic. They are These not are magical. talking mice. <laughs> Just, it would explain everything. No, it really wouldn't, actually. And I, uh, I also love that as he's leaving, he's like, I got to go find this Cinderella. Yes. Oh, and I like that he says the talking mice say she's the wrong girl. That's good, too. Oh, yeah. Talking mice say I married the wrong girl. And then these talking birds were dragging me everywhere. Or, and then these birds were dragging me around. And his dad's like, talking mice and birds? And he's like, don't be silly, dad. Birds can't birds talk. talk. <laughs> Uh, and, and his dad says, I forbid you to take another step down these stairs. <laughs> Which he, this this man of quick wit, was like, you know what the funniest fucking thing I could do right now is? 
and he jumps out the open window and I assume dies. What another butter. Uh, I think he lands on his horse, which would still hurt. It would hurt a lot. That seems like that would be taking a lot of pressure to your groin. He was going out head first, though. Yeah, I guess he flipped. We know he can flip. <laughs> it's true. Um, oh, man. Uh, it. You know, this prince has been preparing his whole life to chase a girl dangerously out of a castle because... <laughs> He fucking really does it. The king orders the guards to close the gates, and he, like... And he and he almost kills himself. Here's the thing. Couldn't the princess said, don't close the gate, and the guards would have been, maybe still would have closed the gate, but definitely would have paused. It would have been like, so, thought, so do we or don't we close the gate? Yeah. That would have been a funny gag if they had done it. Yeah. Oh, man, the prince is so cool. He he gets to the boat too late. They It's already taken off. At first, at first I thought he was going to get into, like, a skip or something and, like, chase the boat. But then I saw, or the uh, uh, skiff, rather. But then I saw at the same time as he did the big cliff that they had drawn. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Man, it's a great thing that cliff's there. So he rides to the top of this cliff. His horse throws him off. His horse was not down with dying for this cause. <laughs> He was about to ride the horse off the cliff. He was going to jump on with the horse, and that would have been cool. The horse has different plans. He, like... Like a failed run at Skyrim, he was about to jump off a cliff with a horse. He uses his knife and, like, fucking slides his way down a sail, destroying it utterly. He's going to have to pay for that. Well, he's the prince. He can do it. I love the way he lands. Like, oh shit, I'm alive. Ha-ha! I mean, of course I'm alive. And then he, I guess, just touches Cinderella's hand again. He, like, holds her hand, and they hug, and he's like, oh my god, you're the person I fell in love with. And she's like, yeah, dipshit. And he gets down on one she knee, say that. and he says, Cinderella, would you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that Cinderella is still like his pet name for her oh man that'd be great Cinderella 4 Disney uh, get at us we're ready look so far we have at least two solid plots <laughs> we can do four and five <laughs> so uh the prince and Cinderella ride back to the castle and explain everything to the king <laughs> and Lady Tremaine uh makes her and her daughters going invisible or something i don't know she uses the wand to yeah, teleport, or teleport or something yeah she gets away before she's arrested also everybody accepts magic as the cause of all these problems which is fine it's the middle ages i get it actually you know what at the end of that sentence yeah you know what everybody accepts magic as the cause of this problem <laughs> For a long time, an evil old woman casting a spell would be the apparent cause of problems. My son started coughing the other day. She was probably magic. Magic? That would explain everything. Yep. Uh, uh, people have been killed over magical assassination attempts. So, yeah, I'm okay with everybody accepting this, actually. Let's move on. Yeah. So, I assume a day passes. At least. I don't think so. Because the marriage was already planned for that night. Yeah, that's true, I guess. 
So Cinderella's getting ready for the wedding, and Lady Tremaine emerges from the shadows like a Sith Lord, <laughs> stroking her cat. <laughs> you ever notice how often in sequels the villain will become way creepier? Yeah. I remember the same thing happening with Captain Hook. Yeah. And in what has to be the greatest plan she has come up with. Okay, so I gotta say, immediately I saw the Anastasia into Cinderella thing coming. That was pretty obvious with the way Lady Tremaine was acting toward her daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, you want the prince to love you, right? Do what I say. That's like, okay, well, he's gonna turn her into Cinderella. But the other thing... The Stephen King version of the pumpkin carriage, right? What a good was a very touch. unwelcome surprise. <laughs> what a fucking great! And then the way the carriages like vines like ensnare just a horse that's nearby, yeah, and force him to drive them away. And Lucifer is turned into the coachman, which is great on one hand, but like I wish he had lines. He's just laughing the whole time. Yeah. I wish Lucifer had lines in in this uh, uh, scene. I guess just scene. I was going to try to define the scene. It's like a it's like a chase scene, but not. It, it's because everybody's going in the same direction at the same pace. It's very fast and, and the furious, though. Yeah, so the mice have to disconnect the the pin. Cinderella like which... punches her way out of the pumpkin. Yes. Okay, but I need to say this. Why does it have a pin? <laughs> I just watched it grow from nothing. I don't know, man. But that's for the aesthetic. That's fine. Yeah. And Cinderella, yeah, Cinderella punches her way out of pumpkin because it's it's not a carriage. It's a pumpkin. Still, it's just gross. Like even and the huge. yeah, even the inside is still like a gross pumpkin. And she throws Lucifer off the carriage, mm-hmm. killing him for a third time. One of the things that was, like, genuinely creepy was Lucifer, as a human being, was about to eat one of the mice. Oh, yeah, for real. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking of, like, a scarier thing you could watch another human do than eat a live mouse. Oh, man, yeah, that's grody. Cinderella then jumps onto the back of the horse, and she's she's (laughs) just like, all right, fuck yeah. Yeah, we're going back to the castle. I was thinking about the prince at this point and how often the uh, carpet's been pulled out from under him. <laughs> right? Like, he just wants to get married. He just wants to get married to the girl of his dreams. And he and he has to go through all of this work. So uh, Anastasia's having mondo second thoughts about this whole experience. Well, now she's, even if the prince, quote, loves her, it's not going to be for her. It's going to be because she looks exactly like Cinderella. the person she was taught to hate her whole life. And there's this, like, great moment where, like, the the priest is like, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? And Cinderella, like, breaks past the guards and is running down the hall. And she's like, nah. Yeah, that's what she says. I don't. Yeah, she says, I don't, which is, like, I feel like the weakest answer you could give, which is too bad. I would have liked, I can't. I won't. Even I won't. if you want to keep the, like, the the rhythm of I do. And then, so now the prince has a gun, and he's pointing at both Cinderella's. 
Like, <laughs> who's the real Cinderella? And Anastasia. And which one's the robot? Yeah, and Anastasia points at Cinderella and is like, "Kill her. She's the fake." And the prince shoots Anastasia and says, "The real Cinderella would never pass up a chance to die." <laughs> Wait, that's a joke that's been told before. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. I definitely stole it from somewhere. <laughs> uh, I just th- I just shoved Cinderella into it to make it topical. Topical. Um, so yeah, uh, Lady Lady Tremaine is pissed. She did all of this work to make Cinderella unhappy. Her daughter's dead. And to give <laughs> and to give Anastasia everything she ever wanted. And Anastasia's like, no. So she starts turning guards into animals. Yep. Um uh-huh. I don't understand why she's... Mm-hmm. why that was her go-to. Uh, it's just like an established thing the wand can do, I think. Yeah. I don't know if we can kill people. It's not really built for that. Turn them into animals, though. It can turn them into fucking statues. What? You want the hall full of statues? This is a church, man. It would have been cool. It would have been aesthetic. Right. Does that happen in Sleeping Beauty? No, they go to sleep. Ah, oh, what's the same difference? <laughs> um, sleep, statue, they kind of run. So. You're thinking of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Okay, don't. All right. <laughs> anyway, there's an established rule about the magic wand in this version, which is a ridiculous rule, but they do keep to it. And it's that magic reflects off of metal. And <laughs> it happened earlier. After watching multiple guards point their spears at this magic, the prince knows he can't just stab it with his sword. So when Cinderella, so Cinderella jumps in front of Anastasia to save her, and then the prince jumps in front of Cinderella to save her, pulls out his sword and just deflects the spell back. And yeah, it turns it. Here's the crazy thing, though, it turns Lady Tremaine and her daughter into frogs, and teleports them somewhere else. I thought she threw the wand. Uh, maybe she oh, threw the wand. Oh, it teleported them to the cellar. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing about like the morality of these characters. I have no idea what I'm supposed to feel about her daughter, Lady Tremaine's other daughter. Drizel? Drizel. I know that she's not a good person, but she's basically just following her mom and doing what she says. Yeah. Which can't exactly make her a bad person. The morality is difficult here. It's it's hard to parse. She buys into her mother's virtues a lot more than Anastasia does, though. Like, there's a scene earlier in the movie where she's, like, using the wand to give herself, like, these ridiculous clothes and jewelries. But Anastasia would have done that, too, if she hadn't just had this, like, heart-to-heart with the king. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it it, it sort of feels like Drizelle just hasn't had this opportunity. Hasn't had that moment yet, yeah. Yeah. Maybe there does need to be a fourth one. I don't want to make it about her. Well, fine. Then I guess that she doesn't. Be part of the army. army that returns. Army of three. When, when Cinderella and the prince are fighting for their lives. There's a great scene where Tremaine is gonna like has a sword at Cinderella's throat. And she's like, finally, I can get rid of you. And then from behind, who is it? Drizelle. Boom! Right through the back, kills her own mom. And it, 
No. It's a Disney movie. She needs to fall off of something. Well, then they both fall off of something. and Oh, a redemption kill. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Cinderella f- 4? Army of <laughs> 2? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's the climax of Army of 2, man. We can't call it Cinderella 4 Army of 2. Well, cha- okay, we can get, come up with a different subtitle later. That was the literally Battle of Two, two Armies. Of- <laughs> Isn't that just a battle? Yes, that is what that is. <laughs> anyway, so Anastasia grabs the one, and the entire room is like, "Oh shit, we're fucked again." Which is, I mean, Anastasia has. I believe, conducted herself in a way that everybody should not totally feel like they're fucked right now and maybe take a breather. I would want to stop looking like Cinderella after all this time, too. <laughs> she st- she turns herself back into herself. She restores the... Uh, she gives the wand to Cinderella, who restores the fairy godmother. And the fairy godmother's like, do you want to go back to the original timeline? And they're like, what? What? What original timeline? She's like, you know what, you know... It's cool. It's fine. I think you can change the past, Marty, and I think that'll be okay. Sorry, I, I went somewhere else. Um, so then it's the end? Yeah. Because we don't go back to it being their anniversary. It's just their wedding. Yeah. And we do see, like, the end portraits of the of Anastasia and the baker. Yeah. So whoever made this movie clearly watched the last movie, but did not care. <laughs> they were like, we're going to decanonize the... 1950s Academy Award nominated Disney classic. We don't have to give a shit about its sequel. <laughs> That's a good point. What a brave thing to do, by the way. Fucking like, bold. Right? Way to go, random writing team in Australia. Right? Like, this ra- this writing team was like, this is going to be the last movie you guys ever make. And after that, we're shutting you down. And somebody just walks into the room and says, fuck it. Let's decanonize a Disney original. Who's gonna we'll just stop have us? To win the whole damn thing. It's a major league joke. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah, as of recording this, it is Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, making a major league joke. That's not the Super Bowl. I understand that was part of the joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how did you like this movie i know i talked it up a lot you did talk it up a lot um to the point where i expected it to be a lot worse than it was (laughs) um it's so fucking good i really did like it i like that it has cinderella earning her her dream yeah earning her happily ever after when she really doesn't in the first one I like his exploration of Anastasia as a character when they didn't really do anything with those two characters in the first one. Again, uh, I like that the prince has like lines and a personality. He is so damn charming. <laughs> like, I like that they pared down the amount of Lucifer. Oh, God, yeah. But still kept him as a character that it felt like you could be afraid of. I just, I remember watching this movie with my niece. And I was probably on my phone doing something dumb, but this movie just, even then, I was like, wait, actually, this movie's really funny, and it's really good. And I Mm -hmm. think 
of all the Disney sequels that we've watched, it's the easiest to recommend. Uh, that might be fair because so many of the other Disney sequels are you have to have a um an asterisk at the end of the recommendation. Yeah, like like even like I again, I really like Lion King one and a half, but I would have to say like you gotta be okay with a lot of meta jokes and more than a few fart jokes. And like even the least insulting Disney sequel that we've watched, which I think is the Fox and the Hound two. <laughs> it's like not a sequel to Fox and the Hound one at all. Yeah, that's an <laughs> interquel. It's just, it's just it, and it like it, 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 it like takes place in a different decade. It has nothing to do with it. But like 101 Dalmatians 2 was like fine, but I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. I think I would recommend what well, Peter Pan 2 was good. Yes. In fact, there there's an argument there for like if both of those both peter pan 2 and cinderella 3 are movies you should watch if you want your kid to know who peter pan or cinderella are but don't want to make them watch the originals yeah because you don't want to teach them the wrong lessons yeah for sure no i completely agree although i do think cinderella 3 is a better movie. oh easily i just think they have there's a comparable reason to watch either yeah so, uh, thank you for listening to Direct to Video. VHS? VHS? <laughs> God damn it. Season two. This. <laughs> I. Wow. I have been your host, Andy Reyes. Yeah, and I have been your host, Tony Robusto. You can find Andy on Twitter at royalty underscore valence. And you can find Tony on Twitter at theaterbats. What? That's so cool. Yay, Tony. Yay. <laughs> wow. He's the host everybody likes. Um. <laughs> wow, since that round of applause obviously meant that you love me so much, maybe you should go check out my comic, inspiredbytrueevents.org. And... Oh, wow, you got really far away. I did do that. And the weird Pokemon fanfiction that I wrote. That's Trainer one on Tumblr. <laughs> Every week that we get further away from me actually having written that, I feel weirder and weirder saying it out loud. You can, you can, now that it's done, right? You don't, you can stop. I want to keep saying it because I keep on thinking, I'm going to start the next one. It's mostly written already. Oh, my God. Ah, piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, that's good. You should also uh, stop by your local podcast watering hole and uh, give us a five-star review. That's either Google Play or iTunes. It really helps us out, and it helps people find our show. You should also check out Lee Rosevier, who uh, allowed us to use Penguins on Parade as our final music cue. It's on Music for Podcast 3. It's a link in the description to that. Yep, yep, yep. And let me just say, man, that I purposely walked away from the mic and stayed quiet while you said the words, local podcast watering hole. <laughs> next week, and, well, no, next time, I guess is a better way to say that, we're going to watch An American Tale and An American Tale Bible Goes Last. I am the ghost of John Smith.
for the listeners, I have a in my hands a banana. I don't think Tony's back yet. I've never tried to crunch a banana uh, like a McElroy. So let's just see how this sounds, you know, audio. Not too bad. Hello? Hey. Hey. I got a surprise for you when you go back and edit this audio. Good. Are you eating? No. Yes. Oh, gosh. Now, if you'll give me a sec, I need to finish eating this banana. Uh-huh. Almost done. Consummate professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a pleasure to work with. We have two minutes of break left. <laughs> the banana was a last minute addition. I just, I needed something solid. I understand. I get it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. This sounds worse for you than it's going to sound on the recording, I'll tell you that. It's not bad, actually. It's not terrible. I need a banana. Well, don't talk over it. That doesn't make it better. Sorry. <laughs> I, like, covered my mouth but because that's what I do whenever I have to talk with my mouth full. I was like, nobody can see me eating. <laughs> they can just hear my sin. 